0: Welcome to episode 14 of the Sink or Swim podcast. I
1: can't believe we've already done 14 episodes, Mitchell. Why are <laughs> you laughing? I can't believe it's
0: not butter. Welcome again to episode 14. We have a very episode special 14? guest. 14? Yeah, it's 14, said? it's 14. Wow. We are talking about some serious stuff today.
1: Wait, we have the most special guest on today. Student of the year. No, regular Class girl. president.
0: Face of NSUMD.
1: Most liked person in the <laughs> class, are, like objectively, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. I'm blushing. We can't see
1: it. Jackie. <laughs> Hi. Win. Hi. Thank Soon you. Soon to be me. Dr.
0: Jackie Win.
1: Wow. Weird. Super excited about that. Now to take on responsibility. Jackie is everybody knows her. She's the the social butterfly of the class. I would say she knows everybody. She always took time to be kind to everyone and. um... You know, if this were, if med school had a, a, a Miss Congeniality con- contest, she would for sure win by like a 1,010 points. Um, here she is, Jackie, everybody. Hi,
2: welcome, welcome, welcome again. thank in. you, thank you, thank you for the kind words. I feel nervous to kind of follow up with all the people that have been on the podcast so far.
0: So many giants have come before you. I know, so many
1: personalities. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Everybody is their own special person. Yes, um just be honored that we invited you oh, yeah my own. yeah
0: and kind of going in line with we're honored o-
1: that you're here though i'll
2: put it in my diary
1: <laughs> we i couldn't imagine doing the sink or swim podcast and not having you on oh i'm, so a die-hard I'm super fan excited that, that, that you're, you're here all,
0: yeah we, well before we started recording she said she's listened to every single episode she sent yeah. us
1: a text and i don't get that many texts from jackie because mm-hmm. you know jackie spread thin she's cool <laughs> um but <laughs> she, she
0: schedules her text messages <laughs> she sent
1: me a text um and it was really nice but we are excited to have you here, obviously. I think we've spent about two minutes talking about how excited we are to have you <laughs> exactly here. Exactly two minutes. <laughs> wow.
0: But just like the other episodes, where we've had a student come on and talk about their specialty, Jackie is the official representative for the field of emergency medicine.
1: Well, I should tell you that this is the last one for the class of 2022 hmm i
0: think it is yeah you're right yeah this is the last specialty specific episode for this class for this least. class
1: yeah the class of 2023 i'm sure we'll have some episodes and whatnot but for us we're closing it out with the you know the best
0: and this, this <laughs> is a good one <laughs> the best i think this is a really good one and i think this will be maybe more popular than some of the others because i think a lot oh, of people rude. i know <laughs> not because of the people <laughs> just because of the field I okay. think a lot of people like emergency medicine coming That's into true. medical school. Mm-hmm. They do. It's very, it's very attractive. It's like, oh, it's life-saving stuff. It's like mm-hmm. procedures and like it's fast-paced and like.
1: Never once did that ever come across my yeah. mind. I Exciting. think it's, I think it's pretty popular. Can I tell you why? why? Yes. I broke my shoulder when I was like 29 years oh. old. Yeah. I uh, felt like I couldn't breathe. I was just sitting at my desk. was real weird. And I turned around to walk to the other room. And I I forgot to put my vacuum away, so I tripped over it. And I fell on my chest, but then my arm hit the, like, side table. So my arm stayed up, but my body fell. Anyways, I broke my shoulder, went to the ER. um, And the ER doc, you know, thank you, ER doc, for existing. (laughs) (sighs) He was real gaunt and thin looking and his breath smelled like he was hungry and like he had not eaten like a meal. His breath smelled like he he was was hungry.
0: hungry. (laughs) Was it like acetone? You know
1: that smell? Hungry breath. Just ketones coming out. No, it's it's like a mixture of fart and like ketones, right? For sure. Yes. And we've all been there, right? We've all been there. Um, And I was like, I asked him like, hey, when's the last time you took a break? And he's like, oh man, it's been like. Oh, I'm probably going on eighteen hours, and I was like, oh, and no, no food, and like not even a sandwich, not even some crackers. He's like, no, I just haven't had time, and that always stuck with me. Mm. The haven't had time to go grab a bite to uh, eat, yeah, or so to that, just chill and sit down and collect your thoughts.
0: So that poisoned the idea of EM for you from an early on. Yeah,
1: I think it's cool, and I, I will say I think EM doctors are the most useful doctors on the planet. Um, their utility is. Um, varied and extremely necessary and if there I always tell you this if there were you know an apocalypse you would your skill set would still be very valuable um so but yeah not for me
0: which is what I use when choosing my career (laughs) which one hey
1: not when you're choosing your career but when you're choosing like if we collectively came together as a society of human beings Mm -hmm. and said these are our most revered and beloved (laughs) doctors it would be emergency medicine doctors right
0: yeah probably
1: you couldn't I mean they're just they're so useful Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew early on that's not for me. I'm lazy and um, I enjoy a break to sit and collect my thoughts. Have a cup of tea or something, you know?
0: <laughs> They're not having too many cups of tea at no. the High doctor station.
1: The the yeah. shift. <laughs> I need time. I need like a couple
2: hours off in my day where I just sit. Yeah. I feel so. like that's where it's opposite for me. Like I don't – my biggest thing is like I didn't – I don't prioritize like relationships with patients like, I like that quick bond that you can make with somebody. I think it's very intimate when you have, like, such short amount of time to do whatever you need to do with them. But I didn't find, like, having a long-lasting relationship as important for me when I want to, like, practice medicine. And I feel like there's very few fields where they have that. And my choices are kind of narrowed when I even came into medical school. Like, I didn't come in with an open mind. I would argue that that quick, that quick relationship in the moment
1: means a lot to patients. As someone who's been to the ER, yeah, you know, that reassuring, like— confidence that you get from your ER physician or caring it means a lot because you're you're scared nobody goes to the ER not scared right (laughs) yeah you go and you're terrified and somebody who is extremely charismatic personable but that is you know I can feel confident that they're gonna you know be able to make sure I don't die that's really important so you have that which is great (laughs) you know like I said Congeniality <laughs> score is really high. Thank you. So, thank people you. will like you. So, whether it's short bonds or long term bonds, they're all still bonds. Yeah. No, um, I agree. I attribute it to
2: my middle child syndrome that I experienced. Middle child syndrome? Yeah, I'm one of five. MCS? So, yeah, middle mm-hmm. child syndrome. <laughs> middle, to one of five? Yeah. And wow. I'm right in the middle. So. Oh, so there's two in the front and two, two in, in the, the back. back. Yeah. Whoa. I was in the caboose and I'm not the leader. Wow. I'm just middle child.
0: It's a good place to be. Yeah. So we've asked most of our guests this. We're sitting here a few weeks, almost a month out or so, for Match Day. How you feeling? How's life?
2: Do you remember that day? Yeah. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I almost forgot it, actually. No, it was super exciting. I liked Match Day a lot. It was... I loved it. The
1: pageantry. Yeah, I was Excitement. worried that it would be
2: too big. Like, I thought they were going to make it, like, crazy because we're the charter class. We're a new program. But I liked how, like, grand, I guess, in a sense it was, but still intimate. And I thought that was nice. So was classy. Yeah, but now I'm just living life. I'm doing, like, miscellaneous labor, the yearbook, maybe helping out with prom committee, I don't know. There's still going to be a prom? They want to have Aren't one. we, like,
1: getting towards the end of it?
2: Yeah, but I think it's more for the, the underclassmen and then, uh, uh, okay. and then helping out with jackets and figuring that stuff out. But cool. And then figuring out moving That's the biggest yeah. thing. I've been trying to put that off. And
0: this you-
1: is exciting for you.
2: Mm-hmm. You're moving. You can share as much or as
0: little as you want, but you're headed far away.
2: Yes, I'm headed to Dallas. Oh, my gosh. University of Texas Southwestern. Are you excited. There's a song
1: by George Strait called Run. Um, (laughs) If there's a plane or a train leaving Dallas, I hope you're on it. It's a great that song. That sounds really That's good. It's a fantastic I, song. I highly recommend you take a, <laughs> a listen. I'll listen, I'll listen. It's beautiful. I'm excited <laughs> for you to go to the big state of
2: Texas. I know. I'm excited. I, I think, think they're going to love you there. I was nervous. I I like lived in Massachusetts as a child that I barely remember, but literally Florida the rest of my life. So my first big move. Let me tell you, I used to live in Dallas, and I will say of all the places I lived, I would
1: say it was the most harmonious in terms of like... Um, diversity and working together so
2: I think you're gonna have a good time I'm excited yeah I keep on hearing that my friend my best friend lives there she's moving to Denver like three days before I get to Dallas oh but she's like I think you'll love it here I think you'll thrive here so I'm excited
1: yeah you're gonna you're gonna do very well no doubts
0: (laughs) so bring us way back we always like
2: back to the beginning of baby Jackie so what happened was I was born yeah (laughs) what a great day that was for the world Um. Yeah, I will take you back to I guess like relevant like college. No, let's start young, Jackie. I'll Start young. Was I was born about in your, Massachusetts. so your family?
1: Your, yes. You know, because I
2: think that oh, my pride and joy, in my family. Yeah,
1: I know because this is this is what I look forward to on your Instagram stories. Is that <laughs> I for, I'm I'm weird, so I like to peek into people's <laughs> lives. Um, and when I see like very. Strong bonded and loving families. I'm always like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um. And I think that's one of the highlights that I take away from you in your <laughs> life, um, is, you know, Beefy, your dog, who will oh, get I into
0: hey, shout out Beefy. Yeah, shout Beefy. out Beefy if you're listening. Beefy. Um,
1: <laughs> and your family, like you always post these very sweet Christmas photos, yeah. everyone, and it's just so endearing to me. Um. So tell me about your family. Tell me yeah, about. I know I'll you're a middle you child.
2: I. Have two immigrant parents. They came from Vietnam. They escaped after the war. Oh, wow. They Have an amazing love story. They, they met on the boat while escaping. Somehow reconnected in America. How, like they just they I don't ran know into each how. Other like my mom street? like can't explain it. She's like confused, oh. and I'm confused. But they, because <laughs> my mom went to Kansas and my dad went to Massachusetts, and somehow they met up again, and he oh, wow. fell in love with her. Proposed. She's like, I have to graduate from college because my mom is that girl. Um, they got married. They had four children. So I have two older sisters and one younger brother, and we lived in Massachusetts for a while. So till I was like eight, then I moved down to Florida. I lived in Delray for a while. That was like fun, I guess. I don't shout I don't out Delray. Yeah, shout out Delray. That's <laughs> fine. Um, I, that was moved. Fun, I guess. <laughs> we moved to Parkland. We, my little brother, my my last little brother was born. He's my half brother. So cute. He's very sweet. He's, he's very young. in touch with his emotions. How, how young is he? He's, he's 12 years younger than me. 12 years younger. Okay. Yeah. So he's a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now he's a teenager and he's like, he's a, he has a dude. That's fine. We're he working does? through it. Yeah. He's got a teenager too? Yeah. He used to be like, he used to cry when I would leave. Like I would visit and he'd cry and it would be the sweetest thing. You know, he like doesn't care about me, but it's fine. I'm he does. Do he
0: <laughs> just doesn't want you to think that he does.
2: Um, but my dad passed away when I was in high school. So it's been really like a big family of girls and like the two younger boys. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's been good like I have two brother-in-laws now so they're bringing some masculine energy and it's we just hang out we're very close we sometimes have like the girls have very strong personalities Mm -hmm. which is like unusual for an Asian girl my mom always says like why don't you listen why don't you like do what I tell you to do and my two (laughs) sisters are exactly the same way and the two younger boys are like very submissive and quiet so there's always like clashes there with our personalities but we're a very dysfunctional happy family. I would like to say.
1: Oh, I like that. So you are very you said your mom says that you guys are very
2: We're very like controlling. My mom used to be very controlling. <laughs> I'm like technically the bad kid in the family, what? which is like surprising I know. But it's because I do like a lot of impulsive things, so my mom doesn't like oh, it like you don't listen. Yeah. Like okay. I went skydiving oh i bet your After mom was mad at you i
1: remember we talked about we talked about that with sam yeah
2: and i didn't tell her and i just posted it on facebook
0: she found out that way
2: yeah and she was very mad uh, did you get in trouble yeah did she she was very upset with that did and she, like did she put hands on you no no, no she has not now she knows she's <laughs> too weak you know like used to get spanked <laughs> back in the day but now she's a bit too weak <laughs> but i have like two tattoos my mom doesn't like that so my mom just thinks like so you're the bad child yeah i'm too like western i'm too american ah the doctor the bad child it's because it's not that exciting because the oldest is a dentist and the second oldest is a pharmacist okay so it's sort of so it's like been there done that kind of thing so you have to do something different yeah all right
0: the er doctor yeah
1: but that is that even (laughs) adds more to your
2: rebelliousness er could you think of like a too much adrenaline yeah (laughs)
1: you're
2: gonna get motorcycle my mom had a motorcycle back in the day. She's petite. She's four nine, like the awesome. tiniest. Who is lady. she to talk? I know, but no, I'm not. I'm not into the motorcycle life. At our reunion, she'll show up in a motorcycle, and a leather jacket, yeah. beefy in the back. <laughs> oh, beefy in the back. Um, tell us about beefy. I got beefy because you know you're like so smart and mature in college. I got beefy from Craigslist.
1: Nice. Good. And you it saved a life.
2: I was working. I worked a lot in college and i was working at cvs pharmacy shout out to them shout out cvs (laughs) (laughs) i'm providing um you know covid uh, vaccines yes and the testing kits but i worked i was doing a double and my sister so, Dang. hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah.
1: You start undergrad at UCF, right? Yes, u c f UCF, go nights. And you... Go Knights. Mitch went there, too. Did you guys cross paths no, ever? No, never.
2: You never watched a, a, a football game I never them? actually went to the games. I would tailgate. I never went to the games. Okay, so
1: you just go to the tailgate and then go home. <laughs> then
2: I, I died, go home. <laughs>
1: so, you worked through college.
2: Yeah, I had most of the time two jobs at a time one time I had three and that was like a lot for me so why I did you work so much because you wanted to work or because you had to work I I didn't have to work but I wanted to like I wanted to support myself and see mm-hmm. like how much I could do and like I do have a problem I am a workaholic okay I know that about myself
1: but I'm glad you picked DM then because I think they have some pretty good hours yeah
2: so it's good for you you'll have yeah, more personal time cut back on working too much but yeah I worked I started off at CVS. They paid me fine. It's like, whatever. Could have gotten more. But I worked at CVS <laughs> for a while. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My sister, Delina, she's only a year older than me. She was going to school. She wanted to become a pharmacist. And like, I thought I wanted to emulate my older sisters. So I knew I didn't want to do dentr- dentistry. I thought it was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked at CVS. It was a fun job. I liked counting the pills. I liked talking to the patients. Oh, I bet you did. They stopped letting me do checkout because I would, I would chat too much. Aww. Just stuck in the back. That's had to count all the pills. But it was fine. I liked it. And then I got an opportunity to, like, kind of work as an office manager at a psychiatry office. I was like, sure, why not? I'll try it. My well, I mo- bet you were so good at that. <laughs> My motto is always, like, just try it. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a bunch of college girls running this man's, like, psychiatry practice. And it made no sense. But it was dysfunctional. And I enjoyed it. And I was like, well, maybe I want to do medicine. Um, So I got a job as a scribe at Health Central, which Mitchell knows about. What's that? Is that <laughs> it's like a uh, hospital? In it's a community hospital out in a Yeah, it's okay. like a
0: subsidiary or a smaller hospital yeah. of Orlando Health.
2: Okay. They had the nickname of Death Central, unfortunately. Yeah, I wasn't oh. gonna say that, but <laughs> <laughs> it did
0: in the EMS community. I think
1: I will tell yeah. you this. Every local hospital has some sort of mm-hmm. that rep the everybody. It's so that in easy to name. put a name
3: on
0: it. But
1: to be honest, most people die in a hospital. Yeah, so yeah. so there's nothing you know, sorry to get morbid, it. but that's that's how it not most people who go to a hospital die, but most people when they die, I think I read a statistic somewhere it was like seventy oh, sixty wow. to seventy percent of people will die in a hospital um, That's higher than I thought in America. in America yeah not that our hospitals are bad that sounds like a bad it's statistic. Just yeah, because You just go there when you're sick you go when you're sick you go yeah
0: we bring dying people to the hospital
1: correct yeah. or mm-hmm. as you're nearing the end you know you you'll be in a hospital yeah for care so um. We all have got those fun nicknames yeah. for local hospitals.
2: <laughs> but I was a scribe there for two years. I went In emergency medicine? Emergency medicine. And I hated it, honestly, when I first started. I was like, this is terrible. Would anybody want to do this? People come in for things that are like so stupid. I remember this lady came in for chapstick. And we thought she needs to be Baker Act. we're like, are you okay? She, she just wanted chapstick. They have really good chapstick in the hospital.
1: Yeah, I realize. that the, the like, mouth drying, <laughs> the anti-dry mouth
2: stuff it's like yeah. generic
0: aquaphor it's really good stuff yeah it is
2: really good stuff Good emollient. but i think it took me a while it took me like in up to a year to realize like the beauty of the emergency department and i think it was just like me being young and kind of not understanding where people are coming from because i was like what 20 21 And I was like, you know, it's not an emergency for me, but it's an emergency for these people. And they feel like they really need help. And some of them don't have access to care. And I think once I kind of realized that, I like came around to the idea. I was like, no, I actually really like this. Like, I like that not everything is necessarily an emergency or like what we would consider like a medical emergency. Mm -hmm. But for these people, it is. And for them, it's like such a big impact on their life. And the ability to help everybody, despite like insurance ability, was nice to me. Mm -hmm. I thought it was and so I was like I want to do this.
0: I've worked with doctors that like have two different reactions to that, like people coming in for stupid things like medication refills or something. You can get frustrated by it cuz like sure, it's it's a misuse of resources whatever, or you can just like let it run off your shoulder and deal with it quickly and move on cuz yeah. it's always going to be there. So like don't waste your energy.
2: Yeah. What's the point of getting mad? So I applied to medical school. Oh, and in between like those jobs, I also was a teaching assistant for three classes. Well, yeah, this is my other question.
1: <laughs> so in between doing all those jobs, which were you doing full-time, part-time, a mix of both? Yeah,
2: I was doing full, full-time full school, and then I also was a teaching assistant. Okay. So I did.
1: And then doing those extra jobs as well. Like yeah. scribing and the, for what, like part-time? I, I was imagine? doing
2: like, like 30 hours a week. Okay.
1: About. When did you sleep?
2: I was really bad. I did night shifts, and then I would go to class. Like I had two classes in the morning, and then I would go home and like sleep. Okay. But I was like, I can't imagine doing that now.
1: And you did well in class. I'm assuming because yeah. like here you are. <laughs> so you you were studying what biology? Biology. I major? took the easy
2: way out. I did pre was it health sciences preclinical mm-hmm. the easy one is that one. the easy way out that's the easy way out how yeah. is that the easy way out do they at just UCF. like design pre-med for you that's, that how UCF, it works? that's the easy one because there's biomedical sciences yeah. which is like the harder version oh okay but i was like on the train of like, i want to graduate early i want to graduate early health. and i chose pre- health sciences i didn't
0: do either of those but like at ucf i knew about both of those and my understanding was like yeah if you do biomedical sciences you're doing like Molec bio and then like mm-hmm. biochem two and like you know the the tougher sciences mm. and like higher level chemistries versus like health sciences like you'll do the prereqs and yeah that's then you just nice. sort of <laughs> pick what you want yeah, after that for your electives. upper levels so
1: you can do like you know genetics if you want it because it's yeah. health sciences okay. it's like
0: for multiple it could like it would work for like pt or pa or like yeah. it's a very for any broad, oh, so for any for any
2: broad like allied health profession oh, okay that's interesting that's yeah. cool that that exists and it was cool i liked it i took immunology thankfully my first year coming that's in. great a lot of people don't take that. and i loved it i was i was a ta for it for my whole three years i was at ucf and i thought it was so fun i thought it was so cool and then i eventually became a teaching assistant for quantitative biological methods which sounds like very fancy but it's just like western blots and all lot. didn't they call <laughs> it
0: like quant at ucf yeah they did i never took QBM
2: it. quant QBM, yeah mm. i always heard about
0: that through the other it was fun gigs.
2: i had to i hated grading the lab reports though and then i was a teaching assistant for medical biochemistry which okay. is different from the regular biochemistry is it is it it's just more, more focused relevant on, like, to the human body? Yeah,
1: okay. exactly. Okay, and really interesting. So you learn a lot more of the reactions in yeah. terms of, like, what the red blood cells do and stuff. Exactly. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So I was I like busy. That. I was busy during college.
2: Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> you didn't do much. But I did, I, and I still had, like, a thriving – So I, like, when I think of back to my college years, I'm like, how did I do that? Because I'd still go to parties. Like, I was always at Knight's Library – Shout out to Knight, Knight's night's library. What's like, that? It's like this. <laughs> it's like, like this gross bar by school. Okay. And like they'd be like, oh, I'm going to like the library. I'm going to live. and you you'd always have to like, is it the actual library or are they going to? Like yeah everyone just called
0: it library it was like this ratchet you bar you didn't go there i know no, you no didn't. i didn't go so there i would inches pick up my boy. roommates from there it's like, like two uh, inches of beer on the floor it's not it's a good spot so
2: bad oh. everybody's like packed covid now that would never work it's like super oh. drunk
0: 19 year olds yeah it's that not. sounds
2: like a recipe for meningitis yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i would always <laughs> <yeah>. go sober because <laughs> i don't practicing. drink so i would go sober like i like to dance and Oh, my God. I don't even know why I did that. But it was between the Knights Library and, like, pub. And that's where you would go to, like, tailgate or just, like, have fun on the weekends. Sounds like you thrive off of chaos and energy and and
1: people and buzzing. Like, all the things that stress me out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, you would like to be at
1: Disney on Christmas Day because... (laughs) I don't know about that. That's that's kind of crazy. (laughs) It's a lot of people. Yeah.
2: But I do. Okay. But I had fun. Yeah. That sounds like
1: a... Okay. So, you... You go, you do well, your success. You apply to med school, right? Yeah. Well, in what year
2: of college is it your junior year, your senior year? My take a gap year. Senior year, senior year, I believe. And I didn't, like, I didn't really do a lot of research. I didn't have much guidance when I was applying. I kind of just said like, I like medicine. I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna see what happens. So I kind of did like some very basic research on the internet consulted reddit of course and said Mm -hmm. like what do i need to do to get into medical school i took the mcat i didn't do well on the mcat honestly i got a 506 Mm -hmm. i studied for like three weeks i took the mcat hey that's pretty good and i was like you know what this is like how it's gonna be and i just applied i was like i think the rest of my application is good enough and then after i already submitted i was talking to one of the doctors i worked with and he had been on the admissions committee for ucf um, their med school and he was like oh that's a terrible score you should retake it and i was just like not having already submitted my application i'm not gonna spend another 300 i'll see what happens this year and i only applied md because uh-huh. i was like i can't afford to apply to like do's too so i was like i'm gonna apply to just md submit my applications and we'll see what happens
1: did you only apply to florida schools
2: no i applied kind of i applied mainly to florida schools but i applied everywhere okay i think i did 25 schools
1: oh wow Okay, good. that's a good chunk that's a good amount yeah um and then how was your G? I imagine your GPA was excellent. My GPA you was like good. someone who has an yeah. excellent so like GPA. Yeah, like a three nine because
2: you work hard. Yeah. <laughs> the MCAT can be very, you know. Yeah, and they I took, took the MCAT before I took biochem, so they're asking about like chromatography. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and what? I don't know oh, wait, if you grew, like.
1: I don't know if you if you grow up in a multilingual house. Yeah. Um, inherently there's a there's a strong linear trend that, you're, that you're, uh, your that your your score is low oh yeah my cars is so low yeah that's that's the how it is low. Yeah. there's no there's no around <laughs> that um, and I think cars is a terrible section anyways
2: yeah it's, it's confusing and makes no sense you have but. to
1: answer questions about 1800's house paint or <laughs> like no broomsticks sense. from you know the year 200 <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid
2: you know i didn't I remember all that but now when you say it i'm it's like yeah coming. you're right it's flying back. Yeah. you read
1: a whole like a whole essay about broomsticks from <laughs> the year 200 bc and then you have to predict what the author would
2: likely agree with which one yeah. of these
1: sentences would the li- would the author likely say next i don't
2: know <laughs> i feel like this is now one of sam's core memories like oh, yeah. the yes. car We've section talked about this before.
1: <laughs> i'll tell you all i fell asleep during the car section they had to come and wake me up. One lady oh, nice. asked me if I had diabetes. I said, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, how is that related? She's like, you've been like, slumped over. You wake up, they're I putting like... I didn't sleep the night before. Uh, okay, okay. She told me yeah. to cancel the test. So I did. Yeah, it took me two weeks later. Wake up, you have diabetes? You wake up in
0: Prometric, <laughs> you got glucose paste in your mouth? No, you're she, like, has, what the?
2: she has a starvation breath. She's like, do you have diabetes?
0: <laughs> you smell like starvation. <laughs>
2: So MK, you yeah, your, I, applied, you I didn't your. get many interviews. I got, I think FSU in here. Okay, and hey, I, that's all you needed. That's all I <laughs> need. You just need one acceptance, right? So yes. I ended up getting accepted into FSU, and I got accepted here. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the doctors because I told you I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. I kind of just applied. My sisters had don't understand like the process because they were in their collective fields. And he, I was like, I kind of want to go to Nova. Like I like their feel. Mm -hmm. He goes, no, you should definitely go to FSU. They're way more established. It'll be way easier for you. Like, going to a new school is terrible. And I hate when people tell me to do. So I was like, "Mm, I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what you tell me to do. (laughs) So I ended up choosing Nova, and I don't regret it. Like, I've had a great experience. I I would argue that coming here is actually easier.
1: Yeah. Because there's less people and more emphasis on your success Mm -hmm. versus the established places. You know, your success is on you. Yeah, And I don't think you're anybody that needed help, Um, (laughs) but I think in that regard, coming here isn't the worst, Yeah, you know.
2: And I feel like there's more opportunity at a new school, like, it's a good and a bad thing, Um, and it's what you make of it, and I feel like I've been blessed with, like, great classmates, I've been blessed by, like, great faculty, although, like, most of them are gone now, sad. Um, But we still have a a bunch of great people here, and I don't know, I've enjoyed the four years, so...
0: Do you remember where you were when you got that acceptance to ASUMD? Yes, NSUMD?
2: I was working as a scribe at the time. I was working in the fast track, so nonstop patients for like I hate fast the track. smallest things, you know, in and out. And I had to work with the the physician and the APP, as they call them now. Um, and I was like busy that day. We had a code purple, so we we're saturated. And I was just like playing on my phone. What's a had, code
1: purple? Just have to uh, ask. The code
2: purple in our hospital is like when we're at capacity and like we aren't accepting oh, any more patients. okay, okay, okay. So I was I was just like kind of playing on my phone. I'd caught up on my charts and I get an email. And I like, I'm one of those people that like, I check my email religiously. My inbox is always like zero notifications. I delete things. I just had to do that. And I was like, oh, I got an email from Nova. And, it, and I read, I was like, congratulations, like you've been accepted. And I was like- Oh, that's weird. must be spam. <laughs> we close it <laughs> out. I would just see another 10 patients. And then I realized, like, wait, did I just get accepted into some medical school? And it's only been half of my shift. I was like, I can't even go home and celebrate. And I go back and I read it. And I like, it was, and the other scribe came in. I started like shouting. I was like, oh my god, I got in. Because we had been talking. She was also applying to medical school. And it was just like a happy day. And then my, my physician bought us lunch that day. We got Chipotle. It's uh-huh. like celebration. It was, yeah.
1: So you... Had a, you have a Gmail? I'm assuming. Yes. And it ended up in the promotions inbox. Yeah. Mine too. So it, I thought it was spam as I thought well it was, spam. it was from a constant contact email. And they just said, "Dear my last name." I was like, "What?" I
2: almost deleted it. Even outright. put my first
1: name on there. I just had
2: nothing to do, so I read it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But then you scroll down, you saw the welcome video. Yeah, and I was like, thing. whoa.
2: And I like saved it.
1: I saw have the email. Oh, yeah, me too. I read it every year.
0: <laughs> you watch that video <laughs> from Dean Pritchard yeah, every it year
1: too? Yeah, it <laughs> it's a special moment, you know? Yeah. So do you remember what, what you got at Chipotle?
2: Yeah, I get my, my classic bowl. Okay. A steak bowl, white rice, fajitas. I get the medium and the hot. Can't do that anymore. My reflux is too bad. Okay. Sour <laughs> cream, cheese, corn. So no beans? I hate beans. What? Yeah, I know. I'm of beans. I had Chipotle for dinner last night. Oh, how was it? Um,
1: horrible. Oh, I was sorry in such to hear that. Gastric pain. Okay. Also,
0: I feel like every med student I know has GERD these days. Yeah. Shout out pantoprazole. I think,
1: you know, <laughs> shout out sitting with tight pants on
3: for hours. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think that's what it <laughs> <Yes>. does.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so you eat Chipotle, you're super excited, yeah. you tell your family, yeah. they freak out or excited. they don't.
2: My mom is like she goes it's, like it's a mix of her not understanding what's going on. She doesn't understand like the American education system, and mm-hmm. also like she doesn't. She's not impressed by many things. So she was like, "Oh, good job!" And like even with Match, when I told her, like, <laughs> I was like, "I," because I, one of the interviews I got for during the cycle was I got an interview at Hopkins. I was like, "That's crazy!" Like me, like interviewing at the Hopkins. So I told my mom, "I was like, mom, like you want to believe?" I was so excited. She goes, "Okay."
3: And I was like, do you know what that's... She goes, should
2: I be excited about that? I was like, oh, it's a good school here. And that's when I realized, like, my mom's just not going to get it. And she's like, oh, that's nice. And even on Match Day itself, she goes, oh, it's easy to do EM, right? I was like, I'm going to say it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) Going to, like, one of the better programs in the country. Yeah, and, like,
2: my program is, I would like to say, a good program. And she goes... But your program is just whatever. I was like, no. <laughs> you're just <What>? confused. Mom. <laughs> but like one of my aunties like like understands it better. She's a pharmacist and like explains to my mom like, no, it's really good. Like she's like going somewhere that's like good and like blah, blah, And like it's this is like the difficulty level. And my mom comes actually, like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> it's Aww. like always a humbling experience with oh. my mom. I like that.
1: Yeah. I like that a lot. So you're, you, you grew up in Parkland. Yes. Parkland, and then you P-Land. went to UCF. Yes. Like, you left town. I You left. went away to college. I ditched my mom. And so you came back down here for med school. Yeah. But you didn't live at home. You had, like, your own apartment. No. So right? my
2: mom ended up, it's funny, like, when I moved back to South Florida, she moved up to Orlando. We kind of, like, switched spots. Okay. And I was sad about it because I wanted to stay at home and save money, but. Yeah. It is what it is. But, I, yeah, I lived in Parkland for a long time. A nice little quaint, it's very affluent town. So you moved down here
1: to start med school you yeah. pack up beefy you pack mm-hmm. up your clothes drove and three hours you <laughs> drove the, the arduous three hour journey yeah. down <laughs> and you get a place and you start professional immersion
2: yes pi how'd you like that honestly i don't remember much from pi i just remember like i remember most distinctly our first Day meeting each other at like the old Davy Museum. Mm-hmm. It was hot. We had to stand in those circles and like walk around each other yeah, and like ask rotated. us those ice breakers. Right yeah, it was yeah. a weird day. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I think that's the only day Mitch gave me a hug. That and Match Day. <laughs> that's sweet. I don't like yeah. hugs. I hate to give you a hug? like that. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> He's like, are you lying? <laughs> no, no, because you know, Match we had, Day. Yeah, we had chatted on uh on Facebook, right? Yeah, I know that. because you know, we were planning to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pencil you <laughs> yeah. in. Then,
2: like,
0: I... When you say it like that, yeah, it's I saw so you in weird. person,
2: You came up, you gave <laughs> a hug, a you were very nice. Friends. Oh, it was like a
0: greeting hug. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
2: But then, you know. Oh, not like an intimate, like, we're friends hug. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what
1: it was, I was like. It was like, <laughs> it was like in the show, Love is, is... like, she's lying? It was like in Love is Blind, if you've ever watched oh, that yeah, show. Oh, yeah, of course I watched that. We met on Facebook, we really hit it off, mm-hmm. and then we saw each other in person,
2: we're like, can't oh, be friends You guys that, ran right? to each other, hugged, it was like a movie Hallmark No, no, no,
1: and then it was like, eh.
2: Oh, (laughs) then we weren't friends for like at least like eight or nine months later. Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) Mish was very focused on school. and I'm lazy, so. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. I respect the relationship. And I think he was running through the cool crowd first. No, uh, and then no. I'd always be there. He definitely was part of the cool crowd. He was. Yeah. He really was. Mitch is always part of the cool crowd. Though. I'm just listening. It's because you're I'm so likable. I'm not backing any of this. Okay. So these claims. Well, now he's part of. Well, you were part of the cool kid text message. But thing. I don't
0: feel like I applied. Like, I didn't t- send in my application. I yeah, was just kind of like brought
2: in. You're just like a cool though. person by nature. But he's what? tall. You didn't ask for it. You were born with it. I'm sorry. He played sports.
0: Once people got to know me, though, I feel like I out. Oh,
1: this guy's like a forty-eight-year-old dad. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I go for. <laughs> yeah, this guy can go away. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, he's too My mature. prime time to swoop in there and catch a friend. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's a good thing you make it sound
2: so creepy. <laughs> well, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just gonna listen. To he's her. at his weakest. <laughs> he's, he's vulnerable. Weakest. I'm gonna take him over
0: now. What I remember about you at the beginning of school was you were like the immunology girl. I was. And that was like I my many Is that what you called her? No, I remember, like, w- I was really struggling with immunology, specifically. Oh. So I remember when I was like, how the hell am I supposed to learn immunology? I remember people were like, Jackie knows, Jackie knows. I, I asked her questions. That. Yeah, yeah, you did know. I, I still never yeah. fully learned immunology, but she I helped a little I bit. I so fun. You
1: should think about, like, going and learning it. No, like, uh, I guess for you, it might not matter.
0: Yeah. No, I, do, I, like, I know. <laughs> no. I, I'm not, like, great <laughs> no, at it. No, actually,
1: you should. I think immunology and allergies like, an offshoot of I am.
0: Like I, know, I know As like you some, say, the fluff. I you need some, to know uh, the fluff. I know some interleukins <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. No, I get it. I it loved just, him, you know. It was very difficult for I me. I spent
2: a whole day teaching Sotiri and Piero, I remember. Oh, that must have been a nice day. Yeah, it was interesting. Sotiri is a very interesting guy. Piero is super much. smart. I think so. immunology
1: genetics is one of the most interesting things you can learn yeah. about. It's like you have your own DNA, you have your own code, but then your immunology has something completely and totally different. I just realized I could see
0: Which you being cool. a rheumatologist. Mm-hmm me yeah you she's
1: disgusted by that idea did that just like did the vision just align well you always
0: Mm -hmm. talk about how much you like biochemistry and proteins and immunology and i feel like that's everything room is and you love talking to patients for extended periods of time Uh all of that's room yeah ain't no emergencies in room
1: (laughs) that's a very good point that you bring (laughs) up. Not a single one there's no emergencies in room so put that on your radar (laughs) and like i can have like (laughs) eight to ten patients a day yeah Yeah. what about geriatric rheumatology
0: um, oh. They've had lupus for like thirty years. I would love that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> perfect for yeah, you. We could sit
1: like you can. You can schedule an hour and a half with each patient. And
0: yeah. you, you know can for
2: that's sure. What do I that. Love. Yeah, I love that.
0: So you said that you were in, that you came into fundamentals and all this interested in emergency medicine because yeah. of your background.
2: Yeah. So I came in pretty close-minded. I was like, you know, I like EM. I want to do EM, but I was, I didn't want to be one of those people that come in saying like I want to do this for sure and then end up leaving.
0: When you they, say you were closed-minded, like, what do you mean then?
2: I was just like – I feel like every single – like, on third year, like, the core clerkships, I still try to be like, oh, what if I want to be a surgeon? Like, let me put my mindset there. But I feel like I really wasn't. Like, I'd be like, oh, in the ED, this is how we would approach it. Or, like, I would always go back to thinking, like, oh, if I was in the ED,
3: like, right. i want going to
2: have these problems that we're having right now. Are you a now. stubborn
3: person?
2: Yeah, I've heard yeah. that I'm very stubborn. Um,
1: So is it like, I said I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do it?
2: I just feel like I – you know, like what you I like what I like and yeah. I'm very much like that. So when I went into these fields and I like different parts of it, like surgery is cool and we we got to do hands on things. But when I was sitting there holding a tractor for six hours, I'm always staring at the clock I was, like I don't want to be here. I liked ob Gyne, like I love women. I love women's health. But do I want to do that? And like only have women as my population? No. Peds is fun. Kids are cute. But all the time, <laughs> probably mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. So just like little bits of everything. Well, I am. I I actually thought about I am because I worked with one of the attendings at Kendall and he was just so smart. It was like inspiring how smart he was. Like the information just rolled off of him so naturally. Like he knew all the guidelines to the T. Like I was very impressed and we worked together for 2 weeks and he was he was a nice guy. Sometimes I didn't know what's going on cuz they were speaking in Spanish and my Spanish is you no know, so par. Um, but I was like inspired by him. I was like I want to be that smart. I want to know all this information. To the level that he knows this information, and and in I am, you can do that. Um, but then I just was, I just couldn't do the rounds. I can't sit there and I didn't want to handle all their problems. I didn't want to handle like they're going through like acute CHF, but then they also have all these other things that I have to deal with on the side.
0: I think that's the separation point. Is yeah, you're going to handle acuity and I am from time to time, but uh, in EM you're not ever going to handle chronic medical problems. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that was like the beauty you can be like oh, okay they have chronic medical problems but i don't have to do anything yeah. about it
2: that's for either upstairs or their doctor outside yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i think you made a good choice thank you thank you picked
1: something that aligns perfectly i mean i think you're one of the lucky people that grow up and it's not hard for you to make decisions yeah and that's that's a that's a a, a big blessing to have. <laughs> so you're very lucky. So Thank you know what you too. want and you do it. And I think that's great. Yeah, I'm jealous.
2: I used to not be like this. Like I going into college was very shy. Like I would have a hard time ordering at restaurants. Like I didn't like going to Chipotle. Why? I didn't like talking to the people. Because you had to look the person face <laughs> yeah in the eye and ice. tell them I want white rice. Yeah, I was like just very uncomfortable and I my self esteem wasn't very high. And then I think I just like had a point where I was like I'm so sick of Like, being shy and, like, being uncomfortable. Like, I'm just going to start putting myself in positions that make me uncomfortable until I get used to it. Like, the very first lesson I taught in Amino was garbage. And so sorry to those 40 students that were there because that was a terrible lesson. Um, And then, like, I just, like, realized, like, you know what? They don't know anything. And they don't know that I don't know anything. I'm just going to teach them, like, I know everything. And eventually, like, once I got into that mindset, I'm like, if I just, like, act confident, eventually I'll learn the information whether I have it or not. And it's about like delivering the information the way that like the students need to learn it and I feel like being a teaching assistant was a blessing in my life because I got to talk to people my age people older than me people younger than me and like learn like communication skills but also like leadership because I had like volunteer teaching assistants under me I know it was like a great opportunity I'm so glad because I asked to be one like I did well in the class I was like if you ever need a teaching assistant like let me know and Dr. Wagle, my Wagle Bagel, it's like, yeah, for sure. Like, come in, let me talk to you. Let me like, you know, just interview and see what happens. And then he hired me and it was, it was beauty from then on out. Yeah. So that was a, a
1: sort of life changing yeah.
2: thing for you or a, a, a period of
1: personal growth.
2: Yeah, because I was definitely like shyer. I would sit in the back of the room, not really participate. Yeah. Shout so. out to good teachers. I know. Who care. I know. Thank- I'm thankful for him. What would we him. do without them? And he, like, put a lot of effort into teaching me how to, like, teach. That's awesome. Yeah. I love awesome. that. Mitch's sister's a teacher. Oh, that's awesome. My roommate's a teacher. Fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, she...
0: My sister teaches, like, elementary school. I think... I know she's, uh, she, might, uh, she might switch, like, grades this year. Oh, yeah. Like, fourth or fifth or third or fourth. Uh, but, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's hard. Teaching kids are... I watched her teach at home once, and I would rip my hair out. <laughs> it's
0: also, like... I just learned this from here. All the stories from her. It's not just teaching them and getting them to understand the material. It's all the personal stuff that goes along with like yeah. them being kids with families that have yeah. their own problems, and mm-hmm. it translates into the classroom behavior. And exactly. It, there's a lot more to it than just like teaching them math. Yeah, and or, then
2: dealing with like the school board and like yep. the other extra things that the school puts on them. Yeah, for sure, it's a hard job. I had a teacher in high school, and
1: believe it or not, in my first my freshman year of high school it was terrible. <laughs> terrible student oh believe, believe it or it not, or not. <laughs> you know i got bad i think i got like all f's and i would boast that i was just gonna drop out because what? i could yeah because in nevada you can drop out at 16 you can make that choice yourself I was oh, like, i'm was like, i gonna do that my parents did that we're fine we eat dinner every night i didn't mm-hmm. know um and i had one teacher my english teacher and i i you know I'm, I'm a bit older than most people but you know everybody was turning in their essays um printed out typed up papers (laughs) because they had computers and printers at home yeah I had a computer but not a printer okay um but um I would handwrite my essays all of them and I remember she would sit with me and she would tell me you know oh your your thoughts come out faster than your mouth can keep up Mm. so you kind of miss things and she sat with me she helped me with my Essays told me I was good at writing and she looked at me and she said, you know, you could go to college. You don't have to. You could, you know, we call it breaking the cycle. If you've ever heard of that, you don't have to continue to do what you think your family, you don't have to Keep doing that, right? Yeah. And then that just was a light bulb in my head and I thought, Oh, well, maybe she's right. And then from then on I think I got all A's in high school. Wow. I got all A's, I graduated, I got a, a scholarship to go to college. That's amazing. Um and it was just because she said those things, right? Yeah. So Ooh. teachers are very <laughs> important. You answer. should uh
0: you should send her an email. I
1: do, yeah, I feel like I it's d- just like it takes I one did. Person. She didn't respond. Oh. I don't think she read it. I mean I sent her I found her on Facebook. Oh. Sent a little Facebook message. Um, but I don't think you see the messages if you're not friends with a person, it
2: goes into like a a hidden tab.
1: It's a hidden tab, okay.
0: Sometimes when I like post things on Facebook to sell, people will message you there and like you won't know. Oh, yeah, you you won't know,
1: it won't notify you. Well, I know she's not teaching anymore because she's like 75, but. I know she's living a good life. her as a
0: friend, then she'll know.
1: <laughs> I might have done that. Still You <laughs> <He> might have. <laughs> she might be like, oh, this is this weird person. <laughs> this is crazy person. But shout out, teachers, very, very important yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. It can just be one little thing that you yeah. say or do.
2: And I feel like that's what like made me like teaching so much. And I want to do it in the future, hopefully. We should all permits. do it. I mean, yeah, it's medicine. We yeah. all teach.
1: Like, that's how it is. It's mm-hmm. a career with built-in teaching. Yeah. Which is which which is what makes it so cool. Well,
0: we're in good company in that we all like teaching, but I don't feel like everyone feels like that, you know? Like, yeah. um, unfortunately, I don't feel like, I don't know the percentage, but there's definitely a good group of uh, med students and doctors that are very much like, do your job and go home. And mm-hmm. they don't, they're not curious to go beyond what they have to. Yeah. Um, whereas those of us who like teaching, sometimes we like learning things just for the sake of learning it. I don't know if everyone shares that, unfortunately. They will
1: eventually. They'll get there. They Maybe. just might not know. Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. It's a, that's what draws you to the profession, right? You, If we don't do our job and teaching the next generation then who's gonna treat us when we're in the hospital (laughs) so it's inherent in the profession I hope I'm trying to stay optimistic about it
0: so how did the first couple years go for you I assume it went pretty smooth but was there anything that was like particularly Um, difficult for you leading up to like dedicated step one time
2: I think first year I just like bit off too much like I you know I like wanted to be involved and I just like doing those things involved
0: um, as in like clubs and government and stuff? Or yeah, what?
2: mainly with like just student government. I didn't really do too much outside of that, but just like taking on, like being the first class president was fun. And I don't regret it. And I think it was like an amazing job and maybe I would have kept with it if like I had that kind of resilience in me. I just couldn't do it for another year. Um, but I just like... What about it? it was so horrible? I think it was just like trying to build up the infrastructure yeah, and also dealing there. with like our first year problems. And I felt like, everybody like every day i would hear something and it'd be one person saying one thing and another person saying like the complete opposite it was very hard for me to kind of get like a hold of like what i should be doing and how i should do it well i've never been in that position before like i've never been an sga i've never been a president and i think it was just difficult for me to adjust well because you're
1: like a get things done quick
2: like yeah like i want to get it done and i and i will harass people to get things done and that's just how i am And I felt like the first year went fine and like we had like good stuff and I ended up moving on to the bigger SGA but I was super burned out in CPR and I knew it like I wasn't studying I would go home and I would like kind of nap for hours and I was just like tired and I did fine on all of our exams like I never had an issue with the exams and I remember in CPR I think the first or the second exam I had passed with concern that's the first time like I ever had an issue with the exam and I and I didn't feel like I would, because I know when I do bad on an exam, I'll leave. And I'm like, that was really bad. Um, and I felt fine leaving that exam. And then Dr. Ealy called me into the office, because, you know, the course directors meet with you. And he's like, what's going on? Like, what's what's your damage? And I was like, you know, honestly, I'm just really tired. Like, And I was, like, in the middle of planning prom, oh. in the middle of studying for CPR. Oh. In Stretching the middle yourself of, like, too thin. And then it would just came off us, like having that issue with that GI nutrition exam and mm-hmm. like meeting with Dr. Griffin so many times over that exam. And I was just like tired. And I told him, I was like, I will, you know, work on fixing what I have to work on. But I still didn't feel like I had a good grip on like my life at that point. I just felt like busy. And I still wanted to like keep in touch with my family and my f- my other friends. Um, and I don't even know what I did, but i took a step back and I, I don't know in what way and i like just focused on school because that's the most important thing school is more important than like stupid government stuff or stupid clubs and ended the year just fine and then i had an amazing summer to not do anything that summer that was like my treat to myself good i traveled i went to spain i went to california wow. it was so fun so it's a perfect time to
0: do it, too. Yeah, Because yeah. you don't have, like, if you can afford it, go, go take a nice vacation. You don't even have step to worry about, yeah. like, anything to worry about.
2: And yeah. I knew I wasn't going to remember anything that summer. I finished my research project early, so I could use the whole summer to travel. Um, and then when we got into Dedicate, that's when I actually started studying. And I did, I did the usual, you know, UWorld, Pathoma, Sketchy. And that's the first time I used... Anki Anki, I still don't know how to say it. Same. I use a Pepper Deck. Don't know how to u- say it. And I tried to make like Anki Anki work for me for so long, and I just couldn't get into it. But I use the Pepper Deck, and it worked. And I took the exam, and I felt good going into the exam. Like I knew I didn't know everything, but the way I studied was I want to know like all the foundational stuff, and then I can critically think to whatever I need to think to. Um, and if it's something like a random fact that like I was never gonna know, I just don't know it. Um, and I felt good leaving. Like. And I know I read all those horror stories because I love to spiral. Like, if you feel good <laughs> leaving, like, that means you didn't do well. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to take my exam and that's it. And I ended up doing fine. So I felt good. Step two, totally different monster. I did not sell you for and I was stressed about it. <laughs> okay. But it worked out fine. And it worked out fine, yeah. yeah.
1: That one, you kind of, you're studying all year for step two, right? Yeah. You know, you're taking shelves. and.
2: Yeah. I was just tired from rotations like i don't want to study i don't think there's a
0: correlation (laughs) between like how you feel leaving and like how you did oh i I think there is either you do
2: yeah like
1: i left that first um cpr test going man slam dunk (laughs) (laughs) but three years later i still hold the record for lowest test score ever (laughs) congrats it's true i still (gasps) hold the record i was just told um that that is still the case i'm still the give it up i love that they're holding those stats yeah yeah 48 nice
0: oh, thank, you. Yes. thank you thank you thank you out of you. 100 it's hard everybody
2: no, it's hard, hard being you. a trendsetter yeah yeah <laughs> but
1: i'm um, really proud of that um yeah i think that there's a correlation i feel like if i think i did really good i always end up doing really bad mm-hmm. and if i think i did horribly and i obsessed and and get really anxious to the point of vomiting about it i usually did
0: fine i'm the opposite though like i got a pretty good gauge i yeah. usually leave just feeling very neutral I'm okay. like, oh, yeah, I think I did all right. And I did all right. Yeah. Okay. And I like, the few times I didn't do great during M1, M2 year, I like, kind of knew. I was like, dang, that was really hard. Yeah. I know I missed some. And I was like, ah, crap. It's mm-hmm.
2: so always been the opposite for me. Hmm.
0: That's yeah. what I mean. I don't feel like there's a good correlation. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's person dependent for yeah. sure. <laughs> dang. Yeah, because I, I know I, people that, like, left step one crying and they did completely. Dude, I fine. know. There's
0: people in our class that would leave, like, every test, like, oh my God, it was so hard. Ooh. They did so well. Like, classic stereotypical. I can think of one right
2: now and makes me want to beat them up. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> We're thinking of the same person.
2: <laughs> yeah. Shout out Harmon. Yeah, <laughs> literally one thing. Shout out Harmon is his wedding soon. Congrats. Um, but yeah, so step one was it was fine for me. And then we did clerkships or a few months later after it got delayed. And just as Sam is a trendsetter, I too am being the first to get COVID on Rotations. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's not one I was thinking But I'm the first to get COVID. Yeah. That's why I said on rotations. I could not take that away from you. Thank you. Please don't. Yeah. I remember that face. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That's why she came here. She wants to be a trailblazer. A trailblazer.
1: I'm living up to the trailblazer. (laughs) (laughs) We
0: we were Sam and Dave's neighbors when they got COVID. And we'd like drop things outside their door and run away. It was a time where I thought
1: we were going to die. So, you know.
0: They were kind of sick. Yeah, we were like pretty sick. <laughs>
1: Dave's respiratory rate was like high. It was okay. in the forties. Like <laughs> oh. I was watching him sleep and stuff. And he wasn't eating. So oh, Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're better now. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. That was back
0: me. when like it wasn't like the like the new variants. No, we were case no. 30
1: and 31 in yeah. Broward County. It was so like when, that OG dang. COVID. Yeah. I, we were like, I'm not going to the doctor because I'm not going to go to the hospital. They're going to put us in a tent in the parking lot. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> no, because that's what they were doing. So we just We just quarantine? figured we we're going to stay. <laughs> even when we got the test, it was done by the military. Oh. They had to like put chalk on our car. We had to wait in line for five chalk hours. I don't care? like the chalk. Yeah, yeah, they chalked the window like as like we got a sign like a mark of infection uh, and then it was five out on your forehead. They infected. had like um like you know guys in bullhorns are going around and in oh, yeah. trucks going do not open your windows. That's scary. Do not crack. You your will window. be shot. <laughs> you will be shot. No, it was you are
2: bad. infectious. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Dang. Um, so I thought for sure yeah, we didn't end have up that experience. Tense. Covid no. was like rampant when I was when yeah, and that was just like COVID. Yeah, eh. but they had no idea what was going on, and I know that was like a huge issue, and then I had to redo my, uh, my peds rotation with the third years. We had to
1: do the same thing. I had to redo my uh, – well, I had to – Primary care, I had right? to put off my primary care mm. until May. Yeah, I, I think it was you, each me, other and, and, and Louise. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I had to do it.
0: So you went through all of third year kind of knowing that emergency medicine was – yeah, probably um, what you're gonna end up doing, even though sure. you had an open closed mind yeah. the whole time. I was
2: open to OB/GYN for a while, actually. <laughs> I can see that. I liked OB/GYN. I I love women. I'm a I'm definitely a definitely emergencies
0: and OB/GYN. Too. Yeah,
2: but my preceptor kind of talked me out of it. Um, Your OB
0: preceptor? Yeah. Or?
2: Okay. Um, it was I had, I had one of the younger females, and she was super sweet. I was like, you know, I'm just like. I just want to know about the lifestyle. Like, you seem young. You seem happy. She says, you know, honestly, I still have questions about it. And, like, I love it. But if you don't love it, I wouldn't, you know, do it. And then our course director, I had him for the last week and a half because my my attending went on vacation. And it kind of seemed like at the end of it he was telling me not to do it. He goes, you know, you just you want something where you can have a family and, like, and enjoy time with your family. And I don't know that ob guy is that and I was like okay I'm picking up what you're putting down hmm. yeah so
0: so let's talk a little bit about the EM application yeah. process because I feel like it's a little bit more complicated than
1: mm-hmm.
0: say I am or even like general surgery or something but we
1: can I ask one more question yeah or bring up one more thing go ahead I like that you knew because I like that you call yourself open close-minded so you approached every oh you, is, was that your turn? <laughs> that was okay turn, yeah. you approached every clerkship with how would I do this in an EM way mm-hmm. it made you learn more I think yeah I think that you will bring more to your profession by approaching it in that way yeah which is cool I just want to compliment you on that
2: thank you it's interesting because like when I would think that way I'm like wow it's completely different than what like I would have done if I would have been in the emergency department. obviously I'm like not attending a resident yet but like like if I was there this is what I'd be thinking. Um, so it was a good perspective. I'm like, oh, this is why <laughs> this is why there might be some clashes between specialties like yeah. in the emergency department. It's, it's just completely e- different.
0: Even if you don't have like a primary specialty in mind, like that is what you do during third year you figure out how these people think. Mm-hmm. And whether it's like Jackie, like, yeah, I know I'm doing EM. I'm going to see how these people think and kind of use that to be a better ER doctor. Like even if you go in not knowing what you're doing, if you find out how a hospitalist thinks, how an OBGYN, a cardiologist, ER doc, eventually one of those will mesh with you and you'll be like ah oh, this is how i like to think yeah like, exactly and then that'll help
1: yeah so did you do an em rotation i'm assuming I you did. had to have yeah it's did. like did you end up doing you did an away rotation mm-hmm. as well I did. right
2: um how i ended many? Up doing i only did one okay so this year for at our your year, dream program yes it was orlando health at the time and for our year they're the 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 governing bodies of EM said, "Don't do away rotations if you have home institutions. They like, mm-hmm. just don't do it. Give those aways to people that don't have home institutions." So I was like really conflicted, but I at the time really wanted to go to Orlando because my family's in Orlando, mm-hmm. I'm huge on family. So I did a rotation at our home site here, at Aventura, and then I, you know, I kind of just applied to the Orlando one. I was like, if I get it, then it's fate. If I don't, then like I don't. You know, like it doesn't hurt to apply, and it made me feel better that like I made the effort. And I know somebody there. He's, like, the clerkship director there. So I knew if I told him I would I would get the rotation, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to fate. <laughs> oh, that's um, such a Jackie
1: thing to do. But
2: he ended up seeing it. He called me, like, yelled at me. He goes, you submitted this too late. You know, we get thousands of applications, da, da. da, da. He, like, berated me. It was, like, 9 o'clock at night. I was like, cool. I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> I don't need this energy in my life right now. Um, and he goes, no, we're going to make this work. You, I want you to see what this facility is like. I want you to be, like, I want you to be resident here. Um, so I ended up, I was like, you know what? Like, I feel bad doing this. So I, <laughs> I contacted a bunch of people. I was like, what do you think about this? Like, if you want to go there, like, it can't hurt. And no one, no one cares that much. Because mm-hmm. um, I felt, I'm like... I am a rule follower to an extent like
0: you, And you're talking about going against the guidelines? Yeah,
2: the guidelines. Okay. So I felt like bad about it cuz I'm but like you said you could have one though. Yeah, but I felt bad like I don't know like what if someone doesn't have a home institution like this is a one spot that they like could get. Mm-hmm. So at Fair? this
0: at this point I was also like kind of an EM applicant, so I was going through the same things and yeah. I was like I that was like a struggle for us. It was like, well, we have Aventura and Kendall. And mm-hmm. Port
1: St. Lucie. Yeah, yeah. They're part of our, they're HDAs. Yeah. Right. So,
0: Port St. Lucie. So yeah. it was like, yeah. are these considered homes? Are these considered away rotations, even yeah. though they're in our division? I think most of us treated it like Kendall and Aventura were our home institutions. Mm. And
1: Port St. Lucie.
0: I don't remember even seeing that. Yeah, but. they're on HCA East. Okay. They're, they're,
1: they're, they're, they're technically they're our home institutions. Well, I just
0: considered those two. Because <laughs> they're in the area. PSL, yeah. 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 You too. know, uh, shout
1: out Aventura EM, though, by the oh, way. Oh, I loved it there. Thank great you guys people. for saving my
2: life. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you for saving Samantha. I'll shout
0: out Kendall EM. I did my <laughs> rotation at Kendall, and I absolutely loved it.
2: I only did Aventura. We're, we're two yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. opposite ends. Yeah, well, I loved Aventura. Apparently, both were great. Yeah. So they're good any,
2: they're doing good work any, any
0: em bound people here i think both would be totally fine for yeah. and i would do it as your first em for sure. rotation
2: if you're planning on doing way, you should do the home one first i think unless yeah. like you really want to go to that home institution
1: well now they have selective so third year some third or is it not a third year selective it is it isn't i'm not sure I think okay it is.
0: so i think we should dive into this a little bit like details for the em applicants because yes. There's there's a science kind of to deciding which one to do first because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a practice away yeah. or not. Away. It matters. Yeah, because on these rotations you're going to get a slow, yeah. which stands
2: for standardized letter of evaluation. And it's ver- okay. it's
0: probably the single most important thing in your EM application. I am is exactly. trying
1: to go the way of a slow. They call it something different. Yeah, I yeah. saw that this yeah. year
0: they like it's trialed it.
2: I am changing up a bunch of stuff. Sending out your. Like so, geographic preferences, and yeah. yeah, I'll go off about that. We <laughs> no, did last no. episode, let's. <laughs> yeah, we <went> off. <laughs> so, okay.
0: the thing about the slow, um, if you do it third year, like you just mentioned, the selective, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a slow, no. to my understanding. No, you won't. So, you, even if you're an EM, but Bound applicant, or you think you're gonna it may not even be advantageous to do an EM selective. I mean, you but could,
1: cause you can do it again at the same place in your fourth year, and then they know you even more, they trust you even more, you get an even better slow.
2: It, yeah, it depends. Like, they don't really like to see that you do it at the same institutions. Like, I did my EM elective at Aventura, and I also did the ultrasound one at Aventura, and you can get something called a subspecialty slow. Mm-hmm. So, that's from ultrasound, peds, EM, and I think like wound care. Um, and that counts towards, like, an additional slow that you can put on your application. And uh, during my interviews, they're like, oh, so you only did it at Aventura? And I was like, oh, no, I actually got another – because my second letter, my second slow came late. So like, well, I got another one from Orlando Health, too. I sent it – because they don't look at it after, like, the first day they download. They're like, oh, okay, that's nice. Um, and it sounded like they were concerned that I only had one institution.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think generally – You want at least two. I think two is fine Mm. and like no more than three, but I think two is a standard. Yeah. And as far as like where to do them, I think most people end up doing one away rotation. And like you Mm. do the away somewhere you love to go, obviously, like a a dream type place. Like Jackie went to Orlando. I did mine in Orlando too, at the Mm -hmm. same place. And doing that month at Kendall, and like I'm sure you're doing your month at Aventura. It's not that you don't want to go there, but it's, like, it's your first place to, like, kind of hone your skills as a soon-to-be ER doctor, as, like, a sub-I, essentially. So, yeah. like, you do learn a ton Wait, in that first month.
1: Let's some beef with Mitch yeah. right now. What? Let's do it. Okay. He took your spot that you should have had. Hater. He went in <laughs> August, and you had to go in September. Yeah. Oh. Which put off your Okay, app, I see. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You and, know? like, he, he, he knew he was thinking I am. I'm not a hit person. It wasn't that bad. It's cool. It's cool. You know, he <laughs> could have just switched with you. That's why. Because you know, you were eating. You know, he you was going through EM a train. hard time in his life. He yeah. was confused. Mitch's journey of self It was like a second puberty. <laughs> he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, Ben yeah. Stiller plays him in a movie. And there's a lot of indie rock music playing <laughs> exactly, in the background. Exactly. And there's a girl who changes her life because she's g- his life because she's uh-huh. goofy. I get it. Uh-huh. It's Mitch's experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all done? But, yeah.
0: Okay, for sure. Second time this episode.
2: Jackie's month (laughs) down the drain. It's okay. Yeah, because she. I gave
0: her all the four one one. Like she knew everything coming in. Yeah, but she went in September. Talk to these people. Avoid these people. I think she did all right. You
1: know what? (laughs) Hindsight, she did. But in the time, in the moment,
2: (laughs) yeah.
0: Uh, Shout out Orlando Regional Medical Center, though. Yes, they're amazing
2: there. I had a great time. The vibes there are amazing. Super fun group. I loved it. Um, And I, I think if you are applying to to do like in a way you should do something different from your home institution like Aventura has a level two trauma center. I went to level one or like let's say you have a community hospital as your home institution try to do something academic just so you can get an idea of like how different institutions run. And I thought it was helpful like during my interviews I'd always ask like oh can you compare your two experiences and it was nice comparing because they weren't exactly the same.
0: So I think this would be really useful for an EM bound applicant. So like everyone's going to go through third year. It's just the same. It's like mm-hmm. it's very standardized. You go through the same core clerkships. Uh somebody's entering fourth year and they want to do EM, like what should they expect? Like how should they prepare? Like what yeah. what makes a good EM uh, applicant, applicant on on a rotation specifically? And I feel like both of us did pretty good. Like our slows were good, like yeah. we performed well. We didn't have a shelf at our school. No. A lot God. of schools <laughs> do have an EM shelf. We don't for some reason. No, I'm not complaining. We don't yeah,
3: take yeah, EM. I'm not
2: complaining.
0: Uh, okay, I guess that yeah. could be why. Yeah. Yeah. Because some places have neurology too. No, that's correct. Um,
2: and family medicine.
0: I kind of wish it was a core clerkship, to be honest. but
2: It Sh- should be. Yeah. Um, so you should do your slows, obviously, before you turn in. I mean, your EM electives to get the slows before you turn in your app. So I think the best times are, like, May and June. But I couldn't do May because I had to repeat my beats experience. Um, and the way I approached the rotation was you just – like, EM is amazing in that they don't really care how much you know. And they understand like we are stupid medical students learning and we'll always be learning. I think a big emphasis that they had was just like your work ethic and your like initiative. So honestly, I didn't really study during my EM electives. I I was like burnt out from third year. I I get burnt out very easily. And I just like didn't wanna go home and study. I, I wanted to do well, but I would go home and I'd be so tired, I just didn't wanna do it. But I would show up every day. I would ask to see patients. Like I would go see one, present it, obviously follow them. But if I had time, I'd be like, "Oh, I see another patient. Like, do you want to pick it up?" And there's there's an art to that. Like you don't want to be super overbearing with it. Like I want to see like a thousand patients and like not be able to follow them. Um, But you do want to seem like you you want to be there and you want to see people and you want to learn. And I think that's something that if you figure out like, I saw a patient thirty minutes ago and I'm just waiting on lab work before we like move on to our next up with them that's a good time to like oh like are you seeing another patient or you see your resident pick up another patient like oh I can go see them um and then I'll, I'll present them to you and most of the time they like that it's not a big deal um and I think just like not being annoying is huge and it's hard because the ED like you have to figure out the flow like it's not like you see the patients, you put in orders, you wait. It's like very dynamic and having to follow the patients, which you should, like some people will pick up patients, present it and forget about them. Um, but you need to stay with those labs, you need to stay with those imaging results, everything. Cause you update the team, you're part of the team at that point. Um, but I felt like that was like the difference between people that wanted to be there to do EM and people that were just doing it as a requirement. Like they would see one patient every two hours, um, They would present, and then you would never hear from them again. They'd be, like, somewhere off, Mm -hmm. random. But, like, I'd constantly, like, I'd see somebody go in with ultrasound. I'd go in, and I'm like, oh, can I watch? Like, or can I try to do the ultrasound, or can you teach me what's going on? Like, I didn't do the ultrasound rotation at that time, but I was like, oh, can I try putting in one of the ultrasound IVs? And they'll teach you, and they'll sit there, and they'll teach you how to do things, and if they see you do it enough, they'll let you do it on your own. So, and I think that works for every kind of rotation in any field, just trying to get your hands on be a part of the team and like not kind of sit on your ass i think it's like a great way of looking good i remember
1: seeing you on your em rotation at aventura yeah because i was on my gi rotation which was the best most fun <laughs> rotation i got to do yeah no i loved it i loved it so much okay um and i remember seeing you a lot and being very happy I whenever yeah. i would see you down there thriving
2: yeah and i'd I like be i like moving and sometimes honestly like it might be a slow day and I'd be there, which is, like, you can't say slow in the ED. You'll get, like, burned at the stake. But I wouldn't even have patience to do. And I would just, like, walk around to find things. And sometimes I'd even talk to nurses, like, oh, like, can I help with that? Or, like, can I put in the Foley? Like, just because I was bored, I didn't want to sit there. And, like, first of all, you never want to sit down and look like you're doing nothing. That's, like, a terrible look. But also, like, there's always something to do in the ED. Um, and obviously you want to do things that, like, make you comfortable. Like, don't do anything you don't want to do. Um like getting your hands dirty is like fine. I did I did a rectal exam in the the lobby, like in one of the side rooms in the lobby. Yeah, I was like, those, oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> in but
0: the like lobby. those
1: white dividers. Yeah, so they're fine. But they yeah. also have rooms on the side,
2: like yeah. that you can do things. And like I I did pelvic exams, and some people don't want to do those, which is fine. But Oh, on GI, you get to do so many rectal exams, you become a
1: master.
0: I would <laughs> no, you you,
1: get, you it's it's actually not. You, I guess you find your limits of the things. Yeah, that, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, this is that was. <laughs> I, it's fine. <laughs> That's direct. Cool. I would yeah.
0: I would add on to that too like I would push yourself to do things that make you uncomfortable when you have the uh, guidance of a resident or mm-hmm. attending, like if they ask you to do something that you've inevitably never done before, like a central line or yeah. like help with an intubation, like mm-hmm. if you truly want to do ER, like, you need to go do it. Yeah. And like, of course you don't know how to do it. And mm-hmm. of course you've never done it. And it's, it's scary. Like your heart starts racing. You're like, I've never yes. stuck your a femoral a artery or vein. You know, but you could go do it. And yeah. like, they're going to help you. They're not going to let you hurt anybody. Yeah. And if you have an attending or resident offering that, that means that they've seen enough in you that they're like, hey, you want to try something cool? yeah and you gotta go do it and like if you don't go do that you're it's i don't feel like the specialty is for you. you yeah
2: and i think it's all about um what was i gonna say it's all about kind of using every opportunity and like being realistic in what you know and you don't know as long as you're honest i feel like just like the vibe of the ed is it's pretty chill like you don't know something okay like i'll teach you and i would always do that like I know some people that would lie and be like, oh, I've done it before to try to do something, which is like not a good look, you shouldn't do that. That's not good for patients. And I would always go, I've never done that before. Can you go with me? And sometimes like, oh, I'll just do it myself. And like, you're like, okay. But most of the time like, yeah, like I'll teach you in like five minutes. I'll be, I'll meet you in the room. Um, and that's what happened like at Orlando Health, there was a patient that needed central line. And I was just like, can I, can I try? And he because I had put in um, a few ultrasound IVs that day because at Orlando Health, it's like very procedure heavy that you get to participate. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, and the patient had COVID. And he's like, oh, are you comfortable with that? I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I've had COVID. Been there, done that. Let me go. And we get in the room and amazing resident. Shout out to Brody. He goes. Well, oh, Brody's cool. She's on heparin. So you only have one try. <laughs> I was like, OK, Brody, not starting off this well. You're making me stress. Like, keep that to yourself. Um, but he was amazing like took me step by step through everything but didn't like micromanage me and kind of just like let me figure it out on my own and just like fix certain things when I needed it um got it in my first try like amazing and I was like this is the type of learning environment that like people thrive in and it's because I asked to do something and I was up front with him he's like have you ever done it before I was like no not once in my life I've done it on a mannequin and that's it
1: That's good when you're in an environment where you're, like, they call it psychologically safe, where Mm -hmm. you can say, yeah, I've never done this. Yeah. And they don't judge you for it, and they say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you. Yeah. Sometimes students can get in those environments where they're not, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I've never done this. Can you help me? No, you should know how to do it. Or no, go watch a YouTube video. Um, So it's very important for all of us as future residents
2: to do that with students as well. Yeah, because then they'll get uncomfortable asking questions. Correct. Mm -hmm. That
0: separates the good... Programs from the bad programs, I feel like, regardless of specialty, the environment they create for learning, which is what it's supposed to be all about. Mm -hmm. I think my two tips for like EM, or at least doing well on a rotation, is to learn how an emergency room doctor thinks. Yeah. I think is probably not the most important thing, but like that's what you should get out of it is like you'll probably come in and like do your presentations in the style of like an IM round or whatever. And it's like, yeah, the, the format is the same, but you have to distill it down to like what an ER doctor cares about, and yeah. you also have to expand your differential to include dangerous, exactly. but more rare things. Yeah. Because they will inevitably happen one day, and the one time you miss it, they die. Mm-hmm. So I think being Expanding your skills of the differential diagnosis is really important Um, learning like what you need to rule out I think is it's like I am is trying to figure out. What is it? What is it? What Mm -hmm. is it? And EM it's a lot of what is it not? Not, Yeah Um, So that's that's really important and I think kind of a mix of like Learning to be likable like Mm -hmm. you were kind of saying and being a hard-working like team player as cliche as it sounds It really is true in the ER like there's so many different personalities it's everyone's not extroverted in the er like there's you have like the nerdy quiet yeah. doctors you have like the adrenaline junkie stereotypical people and everyone in between
2: the people that ride their bikes to work like yeah. five miles away they <laughs> exist but you also
0: have like people that aren't like cut at all yeah um yeah so i think and also like unfortunately you know you'll rotate with people that are like gunners or mm-hmm. like they and when i say gunner i don't mean hardworking. like the people that like pick up more patients they're supposed to Mm -hmm. or they're like going out of their way to do stuff on your own patient that you're already taking care of like that. And like ER residents will sniff that out like immediately. Mm -hmm. But if you're just showing that like you're eager to learn, you're like listening, you're always paying attention, like you're honest, like we were talking about, like people will like you and then you'll like, you'll gain trust. People will start to like say, hey, this student's really cool. And then by the end of the rotation, you're in like you're doing stuff like central lines, and you're you're actually yeah. helping in traumas and stuff. So yeah, yeah, just be yeah. a cool, hardworking person, and you'll be all right.
2: It's easy. That's and great th- advice. Just be
1: cool.
0: Just be. And I think <laughs> yeah, not just cool. I think
2: like the best thing that you said was the differential. Like that's something that they put so much emphasis into. Like what is your differential? What is your differential? Like they honestly don't really care about the rest of the presentation besides your differential. Honest, that's what I feel like. And you should always, always start with. I think it's. These deadly things are things that we can consider, and then you can end it on. But most, if it's not like something deadly, most likely it's this. But because of these things are in a differential, this is how I want to do the workup, and I think it like guides you much better. And it's it's like I remember when I f- did first did my presentation; it was such a flaming pile of trash. Um, and my timing was like Jackie, what's going on? I was like, honestly, I don't know. And I like he's like, try it again, and come back to me and I like just refocus and like okay this is how I'm going to organize it and I kept that ever since and it's like worked for me so you always start with bad things and end on like hopefully something good
0: yeah like starting with you know chest pain like if you're not saying it like on my differential is like am I pneumo, pneumo like yeah. th- then they're gonna be like well how do you know it's not these things yeah. that can kill the patient right now um, I think having a baseline level of like EKG and chest x-ray interpretation can help a lot if mm-hmm. you're really trying to get a, a good evaluation because like you will be looking at a lot of them yeah so if you can show and like people they will ask you questions and you're not expected to know everything at the level of a resident but if you have like some intern level knowledge of like EKG or chest x-ray that's gonna help you a lot yeah at least in EM maybe not and you should know like
2: the basic order sets for certain like the big complaints belly pain or abdominal pain chest pain Like, those are the two biggest ones that come in. And obviously, like, any other random ones. But, like, for chest pain, like, depending on the risk factors, you're always going to get, like, an EKG, a troponin, like, those kind of things that you should know. And for, like, belly pain, like, you always – I feel like it depends on, obviously, the institution too. But at Aventura, they love getting lipases. Like, anybody that had belly pain would get a lipase. So it's just, like, important to know, like, you don't pick that up the very first day that you're there. But after a while, you'll know, like, okay, this is what they like to do here. I'm going to put that in my plan um, so it's about like kind of adapting too. Like they didn't do that at Orlando Health. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. One thing. Just, just be f- fun. Just be fun and cool. As just Mitchell be fun says. and cool. Maybe and
0: there's be a smart higher population
1: stuff. of um, alcohol abuse down here. Yeah, I mean, so maybe they work to applies. their population. Yeah. Because um, in Orlando, you're probably really happy and just excited to go to Disney World. Don't <laughs> drink there. <laughs> <laughs> Never. One thing.
0: I want. One thing I will like. Uh, just plug I think is amazing and I I think that most of your preparation for that clerkship will come just through being a good med student mm-hmm. up until that point like through first second third year uh, the EM clerkship podcast is like oh, I don't, did you good. ever listen to that yeah yeah it's phenomenal every episode is like five to ten minutes and every episode is just a chief complaint so yeah. it'll be like the ER approach to abdominal pain and it'll go through all those differentials that we talked about like it's basically diagnosis differential and like uh first steps or like what next steps would be even stuff like epistaxis and stuff and if you listen to those like man you're gonna you're good you're good and there's a lot of
2: helpful apps like i had the em wiki app on my phone like if i want to reference something really quick and that app is amazing tells you like what differentials you should be thinking (laughs) how you should work it up uh, medications you might want to give there's also like ultrasound apps so if you're on an ultrasound rotation or you're using the ultrasound it'll give you references like the gold bladder should be this size. If it's this big, then that you're thinking about this. Or um, if you're looking at like doing an echo on somebody, this is how big the chamber should be, and this is how the the mitral valve should look. Yep. This is how you could project EF. So it, it's very helpful apps. I thought, and sometimes like I wouldn't have a good differential for something, and I would go to one of my apps and like, what should I be thinking of? I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. So.
0: Ian e Wiki's perfect for reference. The residents use it all the time. All you the can time. just go on the computer too. It's just like Wikipedia. Um, and then a lot of the stuff you just learn like throughout the month and that's perfect because if you're like, yeah, I don't know this, but I'd love to learn it. Like, uh, like Ottawa ankle rules and <laughs> yeah, like- uh, The Canadian CT. Yeah, Canadian <laughs> CT, like how, like how to differentiate when to order a CT on somebody or not. And like yeah. a kid, like that's, those stuff come up and you've never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And then you hear about it for the first time on the rotation, it's totally fine. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a fun time. It's one of the most fun rotations as a medical student.
1: Yeah. And to Mitch's point of saying, learn to be likable. That's Which hard. Is very vague, but I read an article from the Harvard Business Review, and it had steps towards becoming a likable person. Oh, really? Yeah, it showed up in my RSS feed. <laughs> um, and one of them was listen ten times more than you talk. Yeah, and never give unsolicited advice. Those wow, are that's beautiful. Really good. Um, you know, if someone's telling you about a problem. Just listen yeah yeah this is in general of course if someone's telling you, you got a problem in the ed this probably is some level of advice <laughs> you're gonna give but just in general when you're talking about socializing with your residents you yeah. know um so listen. i'll be le- i'll
0: be less vague on the learn to be likable uh on top i agree with those but <laughs> and like, i think i said this on a different uh episode but like it's totally even maybe more important for em is like That month on your way is not the time for you to be like best friends with the residents. Mm -hmm. Like You are an outsider coming into their program. Mm -hmm. They do not know you, you are not their friend. You can be friendly with them, but like, and like, of course you can like joke with them and stuff when it's appropriate, but like in general, you should err on the side of being conservative, Mm -hmm. listening a bunch, uh, talking when you feel like you have something to contribute. Like
1: If they're talking about dinner or their dinner plans after the shift, do not say, can I join? Yeah. yeah. They no, may do not you, just show but... up behind them and be like, Can I join along? Someone's oh, done that, so that to much me once. Should... Yeah, just just hang a bag and if somebody yeah. mentions yeah. you can hey, you wanna come? If you wanna go, go.
3: Like you, don't invite yourself. You are no, not
0: no. you are not a resident. You yeah. may be a resident if they like you next year, but your job is to it, it really is an interview. You're mm-hmm. there to be helpful and to learn.
2: Yeah. And they're very big on like working as a team, like Mitchell said before, so always 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 be nice to your peers and I feel like you should always be nice to your peers in general like that's a given but you know some people aren't mm-hmm. and they notice that stuff and if you work as a team it not only is like helping the patient but it makes you look good and, it, and it's just like a better work environment so like in Orlando because you have only it was interesting you have one teaching resident and all the students are with that one teaching resident you really do have to work as a team and they'll notice stuff like if you're helping them, helping them with their differential, helping grab supplies for them, and you should try to do that. Like if you can, like if you're gonna do a procedure with a resident, go and grab the supplies. Like if I was gonna do an IV with a resident, I would grab the IV kit, I would grab extra gauze, I would grab the ultrasound gel and have it set up in the room. So when they got there, easy. We just do the straight teaching and we're done. A fanny pack would be useful. They some people wear fanny packs. It's yeah. becoming a thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know if
0: I could bring myself to wear a no, fanny pack. I'll just pack. shove
2: everything in my pockets and hope it doesn't fall out. <laughs> all
0: right. So that's all, like, great advice for killing your, your rotations. What? How many, like, you don't know, talk about, like, how many places she applied to and, like, the, all the details of the application? Why are you asking me? Because you're, like, the boss here.
3: No. I don't think so. I think you're <laughs> the boss here. And
2: Jackie's the boss. <laughs> <How> <laughs> I'm many, never the so boss. I'm, the I'm comedic relief. <laughs> you're the boss with
3: that
1: carries the show though <laughs> no 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 you upload everything you're the boss right, you're the enough. structure of the show i don't know what we're gonna do when you leave
0: do you you share as much as you want or as little yeah, as you I'll want i'll share everything all right. right i don't care how many pa- like how many places do t- people typically apply to how many did you apply to uh, how did you figure out where to apply etc yeah.
2: i applied to 50 i think that was like around the average for i want to say md candidates this year some people apply to much more. I think it depends on like how realistic you are with your app. Some people apply to 70, some people apply to 100. Um, I wanted to do 40, but I got nervous. I did 50. Okay. Um, just because we're a new program. But I think, and I say this to every, because I've talked to third years about it. It's like just being very realistic with your app. And I don't want to sound annoying when I talk about myself, but I felt like I had a very good app. Like, EM's amazing. You don't need a lot of research. And I just did it because I had free time and I, I enjoyed what I was doing so I had I want to say seven or eight publications I had a good step one score I was involved in school and I I, I did well in my rotation so I knew like going into it, I was like I don't think I will have a hard time getting interviews um so I don't think I need to apply realistically to 50 but you know that the voice in the back of your head like but what if it doesn't work out um and I think fifty, for the most part, for people, they got a good amount of interviews. I ended up getting thirty-three interviews. Holy
0: crap! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the biggest return on investment uh, I think that we've I've had. Heard of, yeah. Thirty-three that's out of fifty. Awesome. Good Thank for you. You. Thank
2: yeah, you. Yeah, nice. And uh, did you get all of them? No, I felt like I went on more than I had to. Honestly, though, when I like think about it in hindsight, um, but again, like I was just nervous. Like we didn't really, we had guidance on the process, but I feel like we didn't have first-hand experience, and that made me nervous. And it was a virtual season, too. And it was a virtual season. And I also... I really didn't know what i wanted like i thought i wanted a county program i wanted to be cool i wanted to have the grit that the county program has i wanted to be like one of those like doctors that could do anything with no resources
0: let's take a second to talk about that because that comes up all the time yes. like different em programs and they split it and it's like it's very unique to em they yeah. split it into like county what is it county community and academic? The academic yeah the th- so the what's the difference
2: three? so county are obviously run by the county they're not well funded typically you'll have a lot of missing resources, whether that's supplies, ultrasound machines, maybe you don't have a good EMR, but typically just underfunded and you have a very sick patient population because it's usually in a poorer area. They're not really insured it's like in there. the show ER. Yeah. They're in a when big thinking hospital. When you're about it. Um, and that's where they say you, you develop grit, you know, like you yeah. are that doctor that f- like MacGyver something to work for that patient. Yeah. Um, then you have community. It's like your normal community hospital, Aventura, um you know some unsure some insured some uninsured they have a good mix of the population they're funded like a normal hospital is you have like good oh at a county hospital you might not have a lot of specialists so you have to learn how to do a lot on your own like you might not have orthopedics so you have to reduce um all like your dislocations on your own you might not have ob-gyne at that hospital things like that at a community hospital typical hospital you'll have some specialists some of them you won't in an academic it's Well-funded, typically way more insured, and usually a tertiary care center, so they have all the specialists in the world that you want. Um, And the con of the academic is because there's so many specialists, if you do practice or you do train at one of these sites, you don't get as much experience doing the day-to-day things like reductions, for example, because you have an orthopedic program where you have orthopedics that will come and do all them for you. You have
0: like a weird arrhythmia, and like cardiology just comes out and they're managing it. Yeah, Yeah, so
2: it's. Some programs are pure academic, pure county, pure community, but a lot of them are kind of a mix and they're moving into having some community sites with an academic site, some community sites with a county site. Um, And it's kind of figuring out what you want in a program. And I thought I wanted county. And Orlando is awesome that it's a tri-hybrid, so community, academic, and county. Um, There's no county hospital in Orlando, so they're default county. And I was like, wow, this is perfect. It has everything I want. And I wanted academic because I like teaching. I want to be involved in that, that sphere sometime in the future. Um, but when I interviewed at the county programs, I just like like the peer county programs, I didn't like it. I didn't like the feel. I didn't felt like I fit in. And I was like, I am confused. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that. Um, and then I noticed when I started interviewing more at like academic programs that still had either a county hospital with it or community I was like I like this much better I vibe with it much more like Emory was so cool and that has this huge academic standing but it's pure county in mm-hmm. a sense like their hospital they train at is a county hospital but I still have like the Emory name behind me same with UM right yeah, yeah with UM Baylor was another one that was awesome I loved their energy and I really liked UT Southwestern didn't have county but I liked I just like their vibe and they were more academic community which I didn't mind cuz realistically I don't really see myself practicing in county in the future like I like a bigger city and I I, I like my resources and I don't want to struggle to like figure out how to how can I stop this bleed with like nothing Yeah um but it, it's it's it,
0: sorry like it may be hard to to like feel what she's talking about unless you like been in different types of ER so I yeah. would try to get into them like yeah. Orlando does have that weird feel where it's like it is still kind of MacGyvery, yeah. but there's like all the specialties. But it's still well-funded, yeah. But it's still well-funded, but it's still a little bit, yeah.
2: That's why for sure on like a ways you should try to experience, if you can obviously, financially or time-wise, experience a different settings. cuz this is important, like I, and unfortunately I, I experienced it over the interviews, is like I just don't think I will like it. and I'll never really know because I won't be in that setting, but I just like, I don't think I'll like it. I think I'm more of an academic community kind of person. Um, so I went on 20 interviews and I was really struggling the last five I was like I should just send 12 because 20 is a lot and some of the days went from like eight to four I was like why is this interview so long mm. um, but it was cool like you I ended up interviewing with some of the people that are going to be my co-interns like we would see each other on multiple interviews and like, hey. Like, I'd message them like, hey, oh, I've seen you cool. before. And I'd be the weirdo, like, hey, we were just together last week. And they're like, where are we? I was like, yeah, weren't you here? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up ranking all 20? I did. I, I thought about not doing it, but I was like, you know, I interviewed there. might as well. Like, it doesn't hurt me. Right. Um, But I did. But there was definitely at the bottom five, I, I really thought about not doing it because I didn't want to go there. And, like, my, my very last program at the bottom of my rank list, I just knew, like, we wouldn't get along. Like, they like to go, like, fly fishing. And I'm, I'm not that girl. <laughs> I don't go fly fishing for fun. I mean, you might end up liking it. But yeah. 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 And so, but I didn't I'd, see you in fly fishing. I was like, in the worst case, that like, I don't match.
0: Sounds like West Virginia.
2: <laughs> in the worst case, like, I will have somewhere to go. And I will make it a good time wherever I go. So I ended up ranking all 20. And in hindsight, like, I really should have done way less. But it is what it is.
0: I feel like it's Doesn't not a bad decision. You. Yeah, yeah. it's one thing to turn down too many interviews, yeah. but once you've interviewed there, by not ranking it, you're like, yeah, I'd rather soap than. Yeah, yeah I made
1: the mistake of not ranking like m- f- the last four programs, and I guess it wasn't a mistake. Yeah. but yeah. Still, <laughs> um, I the the level of anxiety that mm-hmm. I felt leading up to that Monday, Mitch knows because Mitch would get the frequent phone calls <laughs> that. I was like, why didn't I rank those? I should have just ranked them. Oh, my God. Why did I think I'd rather go in soap? Like, I see people doing. Like, yeah. I want to no. know. You yeah. gain
0: absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And you, well, you do gain anxiety. But yeah, you don't gain anything good by not ranking a place. Yeah. But
1: when I got that email on Monday, I was like, Haha, glad I didn't got rank it. those places. <laughs> well, yeah, on <laughs> Monday. And then I would be feeling so uneasy yeah. leading
2: up to that Friday. That, like, oh, my God, yeah. what if I'm here? And so then
1: you got your number one.
2: Yeah. yeah so I think... And for the people I talked to, I think most people got, actually it's a mixed bag. Like the people I talked to in real life, they got good returns in what they applied for. Um, And I think they were kind of realistic in what they wanted. But, like, online, you know how it's crazy, online, that huge Excel spreadsheet for your specialty? Yes, on Reddit. Oh, my God, it's crazy. And I am a masochist. I love that kind of stress. I love going (laughs) on there reading about other people. I'm, like, one of those sick people. And people, and I felt bad. Some people, like, I put in 100 applications, and I got three interviews. Like, will I be okay? I don't respond to any of these because, like, I'm one of those, like, quiet lurkers, you know, on the Internet. Same. But I'm like, oh, my God. So from my experience and from the people, like, that I hold near and dear to me, I know in real life. Like, it's been a good application season. Um, but there was many unfilled spots this year. Was the there
1: any nervous, like, about the unfilled spots, like, in leading up to EM, and this is, I think, with Suede Mitchell. Um, yes. There was this... The big oversaturation. The saturation, yes, yeah. right? Yeah saturation yeah. too many programs opening too fast yes. and too many residents and are you going to get a job yeah and you have very real debt right i thought about that and i'm sure time. a lot of people thought mitch even wrote an article about it i read it
2: <laughs> i'm um, i'm a big supporter prove? of anything i agree i'm a big supporter of anything that our classmates do i will read i'll do anything i'll watch everything um but yeah no i thought about it for months and i talked to dr tran at aventura amazing guy and he's my mentor, and I, I'm i always very honest with him. Like, I feel very – I'm a bad liar, first of all, but I feel very bad doing it. So I was like, honestly, I don't want to go to an HCA program. Like, that's just not where I see my future. Um, And I have these concerns about the field of EM. Like, I want to get your opinion on it. And he's very realistic with me back. And he's like, honestly, like, is it a problem? Yes. Well, I think it will, like, even out in the future. Yeah, like, every – Every specialty has their issues like anesthesia had those issues. Radiation oncology has these issues right now. EM has this issue and it's like very publicized. Mm -hmm. But if you like really like the field and you can't see yourself do anything else, then you should do it. But if you are considering any other field, then consider that field. Uh, And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, and I'm very much go with the flow. Like I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'll that's a future me problem and I'll figure no, out future me hot problem. That's what we call them. <laughs> and I'll figure it out in the future when I get there. And I think just because I know myself pretty well like I will put in the work, I will network and I will like Oh, you'll be fine. I will make I my future worry the way I you. want to make yeah. the future. But I, it definitely is a problem. I don't worry about any of the
1: people, even Mitch, that wanted to do EM. I, yeah. I have no concerns. You'll be fine. Yeah. But,
2: you know.
0: It doesn't affect people like Jackie that are going to UT Southwestern <laughs> and they're going to have a great academic career. It's but not going to touch I think them. it is.
2: A, I think it's a serious concern that – and I think the the governing EM bodies are finally recognizing that and they're putting out statements like, we don't think – like." APP should have residencies and we there I just read an article it's AP it's advanced Practice, practice provider, provider. Yeah. so you can't say oh, oh, mid-levels oh, oh, anymore okay. yeah okay. oh is that an offensive term yeah okay all you right. can say yeah, it the other
1: day you just might okay. get some flash <laughs> for it no, actually i always thought it was weird once because yeah. um my husband used to work at this place that published a yearbook every year yeah. and they had a section called mid-levels i was mm. like i wasn't even into medicine back then <laughs> i just did film <laughs> and i level. like why do they call them mid-levels that's weird <laughs> <They're just> mid. <laughs> that's a that's a that's kind of insulting yeah, okay so now all right APPs. so
2: abps okay um but it is like obviously concerning and i think you do see issues with how many programs are coming out and the quality of the programs that are coming out because it's so easy to make an EM program. And so many hospitals are popping up. Like, I think you said in one of the previous episodes, like you have an ED, like you'll have a residency, like, and that's what it kind of feels like It's cheap labor, right? You need
0: like a conference room and an ER. Yeah. It's like a
2: constant stream of, you know,
1: doctors that you can pay $55,000 a year. Yeah. And then, you know, once they leave, there's someone else's problem
2: and because there's such an oversaturation obviously like that drives down salary and like people are willing to take any kind of job so it and there's like a big issue with like corporations taking over democratic parties to employ providers and that's driving down salaries as well um and one of the one of i forget which one one of the em groups was like we need to get rid of these large groups like envision team health because they're Not advocating for the physicians and advocating for
0: it was A A E M. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a and so it is definitely something that people should consider. And like I don't think I was ever on the fence of leaving E M, but it was it was a huge concern for me when I was applying. I was like, is this a future that I want to like go through all this medical school, go through residency, and like struggle to find a job or struggle to find like a place where I would be happy? And that's I think a serious thing. Like and I think Mitchell took it very seriously and some people were just like whatever i'll just do whatever i want yep. i think it depends on your level
1: of debt too because i mean that's you're looking at like essentially a mortgage payment mm-hmm. that you can't pay yeah um so that's something that you a- absolutely have to factor into it you know i would yeah. have loved to have done radonk when i started right yeah. i was like oh Radonk's so cool you get to use physics but yeah. there's no jobs it was no, no.
0: It was definitely a factor for me, a big factor for me. It wasn't the majority of the reason, because I think, like you, I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I think I could have oh, gone. You yeah. Yeah, I think I, I would have. I think <laughs> yeah. I would have matched to a good place, like you did. Yeah. And I think I would have had a good career and I would've been happy, but at the the end of the day, I liked something more. Yeah. And that was the reason I went IM. Mm-hmm. I liked it more. I can see myself doing cardiology or critical care more For than sure. I can see myself doing EM, and that's really that. Because you
1: were on the fence even after you wrote your article. Right? I mean, you were on the fence up until the very I felt end. I feel like you were even on the
2: fence before you even thought about the job thing.
0: Well, I mean, my the quick timeline for me yeah like i was pretty much em with an open mind maybe more so than jackie going into <laughs> third year and then i loved my im rotation so much i remember it really screwed my my timeline <laughs> i was like dang it like now mm-hmm. i have to consider this heavily because you
2: like cardiology yeah yeah a lot he, he's he a, big heart, he he the the a big cardiology guy he likes the vkgs he likes the heart to get it. yeah <laughs> lost yeah. my future chief it's fine, it's fine. so
0: yeah i know <laughs> so while i went through third year debating that that was also really the beginning of 30 years when this oversupply article got published yep. and that started to become a talking point for all of us mm-hmm. so yeah it was a mix of debating between my two interests plus this really you big even thing. Had a
1: spreadsheet i think at some point that you shared with me or like a document of the pros and cons
0: <laughs> well, of course I made a pros and yeah. cons list. Yeah, he did. It wasn't a spreadsheet. Well, he's a
2: pros and no, cons list No, it was person. like a spreadsheet
1: that you...
3: It was like Apple Notes. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I it was a spreadsheet that like you... He he's are like,
0: making Miami. me sound crazy. spreadsheet <laughs> sounds way more intense than <laughs> like pros and, and cons I thought you and
1: Jeremiah made a spreadsheet.
0: It was a Google Doc. It was a Google Sheet. Okay, so what is it? It was not a Google Sheet. Is
2: it a Google Sheet? Is it Apple Notes? It was a Google Doc. What is it, huh? It was just a pros and cons
3: list. Relax.
1: So he made a pros and cons list because of course he did. Yeah him and his wife yeah. Yeah. Um, who do everything together which is very endearing and um, yeah then the choice was made yeah it I made knew he would I, I, I knew he a would well I I think he could have gone either way yeah I honestly do I agree Um, I, I think either way he would have been happy I think he would have been more in your element in em but Mm -hmm. i think you making efforts to push yourself outside your comfort zone Mm -hmm. is very important for your personal growth as a human being definitely
0: more in my element in em because that's you've experienced that's what built me so like yes like it I am does push and me out of get my get things
2: done kind of yeah. person, and I feel like your personality just like matches most of the people. It does,
0: but I'm, yeah. I'm still really glad. Even that all being said, I'm glad I'm doing I am, and like I'm always going to take that mindset and that background with me, and I think that'll make me different. You
1: make the specialty, like you add to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. like it's I will no, have a no cookie cutter thing. <laughs> right? I'll have a different
0: flair than a lot of my <laughs> other hospitalist colleagues yeah. and people. Even if I am a hospitalist at the end of the day, or whatever, yeah. and I'll, that's
1: what makes the profession better, right? Everybody I adds hope, their own piece. Yes,
0: I hope that I yeah, bring good a perspective. Lot. Oh, you will, yeah. So I do want to switch gears a little bit because we're getting towards the end. I wanted to talk about how EM programs work. Yes. I know there's three- and four-year programs, if you can touch yes. on that for a second. three- and four-years. And then maybe different career paths we'll get to.
2: Um, so most programs are three-years, um, unless you're in California, most of them are four-years. And oh, wow. more of the academic ones are four-years. So Hopkins, I think their four-year program is amazing, the way they utilize their fourth-year. Um, Brown. So like the bigger academic ones are usually four years and usually how the fourth year works is you just get another year of experience and it's for people that either want to explore more of like the niches within EM. So whether that's administration, EMS, ultrasound, PEDS, event medicine, disaster medicine, that fourth year gives them more time to do that. Um, And usually it's like some type of path or trackway that you can kind of focus on that. Um, Hopkins is super cool. You can start like your fellowship in your fourth year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, And then most of the programs that were three years so you can do either or it's like whatever preference that you like. I prefer doing a three year. I want things done and I want that if I could do something in four years and three years, why not? Um, But I understand why people do like a four year program like it does give you more experience. It does better equip you to, you know, handle like the transition from resident to attending.
0: I remember I went to an info session for Denver because they're mm-hmm. like one of the best places yeah. and they're a four-year program. And I remember their fourth year, and I'm sure it's similar at every fourth year, you're kind of a junior attending yeah. where they treat you pretty much like an attending. You're mm-hmm. expected to run the show, mm-hmm. um, but it's just a higher level of graduated responsibility spread out yeah. over four years versus three. Exactly. Or like a
2: pretending is
1: what they call it. A pretending? A pretending. That's I've never cute. heard that, but I like that. Um, I wish I am was five
0: years uh cool bro <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no comment I, i'm not There's in the field. so <laughs> much to learn i really wish it you
0: go establish that yeah, i'll okay. be graduated that would
2: be um, Awesome. so those are like the three and the four-year programs and i think it's up to you to decide like caitlin our a wonderful wonderful classmate she is going to a four-year program and she's very happy about it and for me when i was going through the cycle i died at the idea of a four-year program but i really loved hopkins so i still rank them pretty highly but I, a four-year to me just felt like too long and when you talk to residents like you'll hear different things like a lot of them will say like I still feel just as prepared as someone that graduated from a fourth year graduating from a three-year um, and some people like I really love that last fourth year so it's a personal thing that I think you have to decide.
0: I mean as a first-year attending like I work with some first-year attendings and I mean of course you're an attending but the difference between a first year attending Mm -hmm. and a five year plus attending is very noticeable. And like they are using that first year to get their feet wet. Of course, they're still in charge. They're still doing a much higher patient load. But they're absolutely still consulting with other attendings and like mm-hmm. they're learning too. Yeah. Even and that's in every single specialty. But I think Oh,
1: you're always learning. The so, second you think you've stopped learning, you need to quit. And yeah. I think
0: that third three year versus four year thing is probably on the lower end of what makes your decision. Oh, for sure. Because like you're saying like, Oh yeah, Hopkins was four and you're like, Oh, I don't want to go to four year program, but yet it was still high up because yeah, you liked it for other cool. reasons. Um, um, can you talk about fellowship options? Yeah. Many many fellowship about that.
2: options. You can even do pain through EM now, which is insane um yeah a big ones are ultrasound you do a fellowship in that ems administration you can do a medical education one Um, peds is another big one so for peds em most people don't recommend doing em into peds it's much harder to get into usually do peds and then em um you can do disaster medicine which is like like mass casualty or like hurricanes or like tornadoes and stuff like those big events. The good stuff. The, the cool stuff. Wilderness yeah. medicine. Wilderness, there's event medicine. So, really cool. Like at my program, you can, they have like an agreement with the American Airlines Arena. And you can go and like go to the games and like be one of the doctors there. Um, or you like, can a, do. like a music festival doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah cool. Like how in Orlando, there's EDC. So you sit at the tents.
0: Oh, critical care. That's critical probably, care is a big one. probably been the on. biggest, one of the biggest ones. Yeah.
2: Critical care is now becoming like super competitive and, a lot of people like it. Um,
0: and that's an important one too because that's one of the only fellowships out of EM where you can get out of the ER. Yeah. And, and you're
2: competing with IM residents, right? You so, can go to any of the three, IM, surgery, or anesthesia.
0: Yeah, so critical care is interesting. Um,
1: oh, they're different ICUs. Mm-hmm. So oh, this okay. is a
0: two-year, not crit. This is mm-hmm. critical care only, critical and care. you can go through EM, IM, or anesthesia, like you said. Um, you can typically work only in a SICU for post-surgical patients, you're not typically going to work in a MICU because they staff them with palm crit doctors, mm-hmm. but you can. It just depends on where you work. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the only places or the only fellowships that give you the opportunity to go work upstairs mm-hmm. out of the ED. Yeah. Hmm. I think, and I, I, wish, I hope that they will make fellowships for outpatient medicine, um, like a two-year They're family medicine gonna or need something. To, yeah, if no. There's a saturation both, issue. both for practicality, for mm-hmm. the economics of it, but also. Just to give – I don't think it's cool – that you have to stay in one setting your whole life. Like think about all the variety we have in our practice setting versus like an ER doctor's has all these skills that they could absolutely help in the outpatient realm mm-hmm. with like just a little bit more primary care training. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that exists one day.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. I imagine there's family medicine people that hope that doesn't exist. You guys, family day.
0: medicine doctors and IM they doctors can, can EM, work right? in the EM. Yeah, they yeah. can
2: they work in ED? In some places. Yeah. Yeah. But like Dr. Lessinger at um, Aventura, he is critical care trained. He was like one of the first people to do it. Yeah. And he was talking about how he used to work sometime in the critical care and sometime in the ED and it was super cool. Much harder to do now. Like they want one or the other. Um, and then yeah. Most care. of
0: the other fellows, like critical care is two years, but almost all the other ones we said are one year. Yeah. Most fellowships, of them. Just so you know. um,
2: the medical education one can be two years if you get the masters right. of education. Um, there's also like global health. That's super cool. You travel a lot. Um, and there's a women's health one, depending on the institution. So there's a lot of a lot a lot of, a lot of fellowship, and only some of them are ACGME accredited, um, and some of them aren't. I don't remember off the top of my head. But it doesn't really make a difference when applying for jobs. Do you n- foresee yourself doing something like that now, or too early to tell? Yeah, t- what are I, your career I like a lot of them. I like the medical education one. Yeah, I think that'd be right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> I liked administration. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I hate admin, but I was like, but if I worked in admin. I feel like I could, like, change how the hospital culture is or at least try to. Um, Did
0: you meet – when I was at Orlando for the month, there was a younger uh, guy who's a newer newer attending that had just done a med-ed fellowship. Yes. I forgot his name. name. He was (laughs) super cool. But he would teach us. He would, like, do little mini lectures in that little closet area. Yes.
2: Was it (laughs) Briscoe?
0: That sounds familiar. I don't know. He's, like,
2: young, good-looking. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's him. That's him.
2: Well, apparently now he knows he's good looking. Well, he he knew that before I even said it. No, I think that's
0: him. Um, But he did did a meditative fellowship. We talked about it for a few minutes. It's like a year long, and you just learn more about teaching EMS specifically. So that's cool. That's
2: something I really like. And I didn't think I was into EMS until I did an EMS rotation in February. Um, but there's a lot of education in that, too, so I, I thought that was nice. And it's a good way, like, if I was thinking practicality in my future and like retiring, EMS would be a good way of doing it because you could just transition to medical director, and it's like an office job.
0: I will just plug mm-hmm. EMS. I think it's the coolest part of emergency medicine. EMS is
2: cool, and there, but there's way more bureaucracy than I knew yes. ever. Yes. Until I did that rotation.
0: You're dealing with state and county and local governments tied in with medical regulations, tied in with hospital (laughs) administration. It's not fun. But the actual education of paramedics is really cool cool and extremely important for the sickest patients Mm -hmm. because they're with them for, you know, since wherever they were when the event started to the hospital, which can be like 30 minutes sometimes. And the
2: focus is different on the education. Like I really love... Um, medical student education. Maybe I'll like resident education, I don't know. Maybe we will come back here. Maybe. <laughs> back to South Florida. <laughs> back to Seva. and be, be a shark again. Um, yeah. But I really like medical student education. Like I just like what's being taught and like the population that you teach. But I had to give a lecture for the EMS rotation and I thought that was super fun too. It's just like, I think I just like adult learners versus like children. Um, I love kids but it was just it's fun. I don't know. Anything that gives me an ability to teach, I think I'd be interested in.
0: Do you have any final pieces of advice for, you know, whether you're first, second or third year that's considering EM, um just I guess from an early on stage, anything you'd give them?
2: Yeah, I think if you just think about your kind of what you like, you know, do you like patients and how far do you want that patient relationship to go and can you handle like a chaotic environment, that's super, super important. Like, I don't mind it. I'll be one with the crowd, and it's not an issue. But if it stresses you out, and also think about your ego. Like, if you have a big ego, the ED won't work for you. Like, we get shit on, <laughs> for lack of better terms, by almost every specialty, and that's just the name of the game. But you just have to understand, like, our our goal for the patient is very different from everybody else's goal, and that's that's just what, that, what comes with it. So as long as you have, I think – a normal ego. You enjoy patient care. You don't need that long lasting experience with the patient like ED is for you. Well said. Yeah. And oh. like you
0: can steal ice cream and stuff from the EMS break room. So yeah. that's cool. What <laughs> other specialty can say that.
2: <laughs> you're right. I didn't even think about that. You can that. steal
0: some bang energy drinks and an yeah. ice cream bar. But
2: enjoy your time while you're there. I feel like medical school goes by so fast and like being on the podcast like makes me kind of sad that You know, it's all ending. It goes by too fast. I think it should be at least five or six years.
0: Man, she's all about increasing these training times, right? I
2: just think like most people don't enjoy it, you know? Most people don't enjoy it while they're here. You're so like focused on your goal and like pushing forward, but it's nice to sit and savor the moment. If you did less of that fire hydrant style learning and just
1: spread it out by a year mm-hmm. or two, I think you would more yeah. people would be enjoy the learning. You know, less. Why burn out so yeah. early in a lifelong career? That's like a whole
0: another thing, but I, I do agree. Like maybe in a slightly different way, in that I, I wish it wasn't like the high school to college pipeline, like right away. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish you could do, like maybe not be forced to get a bachelor's degree, but when you went to medical school, it was kind of like a B.S.M.D. type deal, where mm-hmm. it's like. Maybe six years of, but you don't have to get a bachelor's degree beforehand, and like you really do learn everything. That's what they do in other countries. I know, and like it sounds. But better. they're young though. Yeah, it's still yeah. a pipeline
1: of a high school. Degree. But but
0: maybe you couldn't. You didn't. You wouldn't have to go out at 18 years old. You could take a couple of years and go do life things. So and like then. you're
1: required to go on your you're on a on a mission between 18 and 22. Uh, I feel like she doesn't like your idea. That. I didn't oh. say that. But yeah. No, I like his idea. It's a great yeah. idea. Well.
0: Um, Man, we've hit a lot of topics. Is this the longest episode yet?
1: No, Dr. Day
0: What was the. I thought it was in the 40s, though.
1: Yeah, you say like 47. We're getting there. Give it a minute. <laughs> I <laughs> think he silence. should own the
0: title of longest episode.
1: Well, Jackie, it doesn't matter. <laughs> However, that. it works out, it works out. Jackie, you're fantastic. Thank you yes, for being here. Thank you I for love listening to you you're so easy to talk to this episode could easily go on for another hour and a half without (laughs) us like getting bored with each other so thank you so much yes i had fun uh mitch is leaving i don't know when you're leaving town
2: uh, I'm leaving right after graduation. Oh,
1: so if you want to take over co-hosting with me for the next couple of weeks, Calm down. let me know. That'd I think fun. that that would be incredible. I would love that. I'm being serious. I'm serious too. Okay, job great. Job offer? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I got
2: a job for coming on here what? <laughs> Yeah. No, that would be really cool. Yeah. You are a delight. No, you guys are. You guys are very, I was telling Mitch, like, you guys are very good at doing this because the conversation, I was like, it has to be edited. He's like, no, it's a one take. I was like, that's insane. Yeah. Because it's, it's free-flowing, it's good. We
0: try to keep it as uncut as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like a preface. I'm dipping soon. Next yeah. episode Sad. is my last episode as co-host.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's your choice. So <laughs> that's <laughs> it's my choice Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, I got to urgently get up to the middle of nowhere. Hold on. <laughs> got I things love to <laughs> do. I got an appointment.
0: I've been roasted three times with <laughs> gotta no... Gotta
1: gotta get my couch. Oh, my God damn there's an applebee's i got it i got (laughs) it i got a reservation
0: you're moving to cleveland i don't want to hear it
1: that's a great place
0: yeah but it's not not the middle of nowhere
1: that is not the middle of nowhere it's ohio so what it's on a lake (laughs) wait (laughs) how is that correlated (laughs) jackie there are people there there's for... more than Applebee's and an Applebee's. There's
0: a Chili's too. Sorry. There's
1: a Chili's <laughs>
0: too. Thank you for coming you on. got a
1: cheesecake Thank factory you. So Thank you
3: I for have been me. targeted violently
0: this whole <laughs> yes. episode. No. Thank you for coming on. Emergency Jackie, medicine is a very cool specialty.
1: Jackie
3: Until
0: next
1: time. She's doing emergency medicine. She'll never sweet sink. She's always gonna (laughs) swim. It's Jackie, it's Jackie Wynn. In emergency medicine. In emergency (laughs) medicine. Jackie, (laughs) Jackie Wynn. She's always gonna win. She's always gonna swim. She's never gonna sink. She's so wonderful to know, she really is so great. I'm gonna miss her, but they're gonna love her in that new state.